Did you get the email for the quiz, Jason? I did. Yeah, I, I literally asked. I got practice. I think one <laughs> this, a.m. last this, night this morning. Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit, this is really late." <laughs> I told. I even told him. Can I you said, guys hear me now? Mm-hmm. Yes, finally. There you are. You sound terrible. Uh, you sound terrible. I, but we can hear you. <laughs> Let me do the. No, just keep your finger down on the button. Do, do can it you do helps. push the talk, please? God don't, damn it! This don't. is so hard. No, it's not. You're so hard. <laughs> I uh, I tried to buy like an upgraded little uh, headset with a microphone on it, but apparently right. that doesn't want to work. So yeah. we're going old school. Yeah. Um, are you going to wear headphones so we don't hear ourselves? I wasn't planning on it, but I can accommodate most likely. Let's just, I would so, appreciate that. Yeah, hold your hold your finger down on the activity, Nick, right now. Like do it? Are you, are you doing uh, push to talk? Yeah, yeah. So let's just see if we can hear. You. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we can hear ourselves. Headphones. You we're can't headphones. hear us, but we can hear you. All right, all right. Give me one sec. I'll go yeah. get some headphones. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. Man, if only there was like an email saying. I know. Maybe wear I know. headphones. I know. Whenever they're like, "I got it, man. I'm good." I'm always like, <laughs> that's, that's, the one. "That's not the one that's going to be good." And the younger people. Have yeah, I know. And I like how other podcasts are smug about, like, oh, you know, all this bullshit that we, that we do. But we're bringing people in fresh right. every right. month. It's, it's the same people <laughs> every time. That's really easy to be good. Right. Uh, yeah. What about now? Try talking better. now, guys. Check, okay, check, 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 check. Good, good, Much good. Better. Perfect. All right. Wow. Yeah. Wonderful. And and if you need to get louder, okay. just, yeah, just get closer to whatever's broadcasting. Yeah. But I, that's great. That's great that you tested out your equipment ahead of time. I love I it. it. I'm fired up. Hey, oh, dude. I I've just had, uh, wanted to make sure I had it tested live. I've had a bunch of adventures today and this week, so I'm all ready to go. Yeah, you've had a, you've had a hell of a month. Dude, I just had a, I'm in the middle of a big war with I the cargo ship right now. <laughs> Pulled the vet card. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. After combat. Uh, all right, so this is the Advanced After Combat podcast. It's a podcast about wargaming. Um, and that's it, pretty much. I mean, like, we talk about wargaming, we talk about other stuff. Um, if you've listened before, we've had some guys who kind of bounced off it and like didn't like it initially. But I guess if you listen after a while, you might like some of the people that are on. Um, there are people other than Jason and I, so that's a positive <laughs> if you don't like us. Uh, because because every month it's a podcast presented by myself, Dave, my bromance partner, Jason. Hello. And a guest host that we pull off the guild, um, BGG. Every, every month. month. Every and, month. And by we, I mean like the Oracle and the whole it's very complicated. process we go through. And this time it's going to be Lieutenant Hoplite. Welcome back. This might be What's his final. What's going on, guys? This might be his final performance. <laughs> this is number three, right? This, first, this is number three, and first I think time uh, we learned that the Oracle is you just have to text Dave when you're drunk, and apparently you get on the podcast. <laughs> well, no, I was, just, I, I was just worried we might never ever get you on a podcast again. So yeah. that, that marriage lockdown. We'll, we'll get you on your way out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good thing you got me now. So is your wife less interested in gaming now that you're married? Uh, surprisingly, no. Um, 
we haven't really gamed anything here recently, but uh, yep. there we luckily go. she she knows that the, the Thursday night thing. I mean, that's that'll be there for eternity. That's never going to change. So that was part of the vows. Yep. I know. In my wedding, my but, wedding, uh, it was agreed to one wargaming co convention away, one home wargaming convention a year. That was it. One visiting, one home. <laughs> Yeah, so I should be good to go from here on out for uh, conventions. We'll see about this year because we didn't get a honeymoon, so I can probably skis it in, though. I, I'll just work an angle. Well, yeah, and let's be honest. You didn't go to last year's, so you're And, we, and we missed you. Your shit's looking kind of weak. Yeah, Jason missed you. I was I was <sighs> angry. I was staring angrily <laughs> in the corner. That's, 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 yeah, I don't that know. sums us up both. And there well. was a piece of pizza there on the floor. I'm not sure what I was staring at more angrily at the piece of pizza or just the missing table space. Yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely need to get back and embarrass myself some more. I mean, that's, that's definitely part of the fun. Yeah. So, so basically, Nick is part of our ungrain of the hobby, right? So, that's this, right. This, we're 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 going to counter that whole idea that there's a grain of the hobby. I think that the real problem with the hobby is there's a lot of really great war games out there. It's really the war gamers. Like when you're going to actually sit down and play with some guys who play these games, man, a lot of them are like fucking old dudes. Like it, it's yeah. really, we need to look at and ourselves. Grumpy. Yeah. So I that's have what uh, makes makes this uh, group of people so great, though. I mean, you guys are fun regardless. You might yeah. all be thirty years older than me, but I'm yeah. fine with that. Easy, but yeah, wow, some of us are pretty, some of us are pretty old. No, <laughs> Jason, you're definitely in the younger group. I'm in the old. But like, I uh, I recently on on Friday, I hung out with uh, Hollywood Mike at a local bar here, mm -hmm. and man, it's a fucking like it's a it's a Saugus bar. It's a little bit edgy, and uh, we're playing a fucking Stalingrad card game right in the middle of the place, and uh, we get a lot of eyeballs. Guys are looking over. There was a lot of grumbling about Juneteenth and stuff like that, and get people getting angry. So maybe that distracted the crowd away <laughs> from us. But uh, not a lot of masks. Like like my kid oh, okay. right, right. He goes. He goes. Do I need a better mask? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So yeah. So we played. Uh, but but here. So I'm like fucking Hollywood Mike. Great guy. Like great dude. And. Uh, and and like he's been in the guild he's for like new, isn't he? yeah like eight weeks or something like that. I know, and but he's so just here, so here and I it feels am like moving, he's been around forever. But here I am moving oh, in Jesus, like uh, yeah. three weeks, and I finally find a guy <laughs> that I can probably fucking work him with who lives like because like famous he's Ken close. was famous mm -hmm. Ken was a nice guy, yep. uh, but none of these guys were buddies that I could like hang out. Like Hollywood Mike is fucking good people, so whatevs. It's kind of like ironic. Yeah. I was telling my wife, I'm like, could you believe it that I would find a guy yeah, so close to me now? Yep. I mean, the war games to go guy, I can walk to his house. Wow. Is he so he's in the same neighborhood? I'm, but I won't do it. Yeah. Because I can't eat that many carrot sticks. I mean, he, he doesn't even <laughs> like me. You are into an to empty a war gaming mecca. Oh, that's right. Oh, so beach would be huge. Clearly. I'm just going to make all you guys come that's out. That's a retirement home. Yep. Yeah. That's my strategy. So, uh, Nick, what do you got going on with you? So you just got married. Uh, Congrats, anything? by the way. That's right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's, Love it's in the house. A, I like the stalking last Nick nine on months Instagram. have been interesting. Yeah, so you sold your house and yeah. bought a new house? Yeah, so we got engaged starting back in September. We went on a fishing trip up into Michigan and got engaged there and 
the plan was, you know, she doesn't really want to wait around for it. I think she was probably ready to get married at that point the day of, but, uh, we waited, you know, we said, okay, we're going to do it early May. That's a pretty quick turnaround. We don't have to deal with all the, the bull crap that goes with it. So on top of that, we decided, oh, you know, screw it. Let's buy a house. And it was pretty much on a whim. Um, but really we realized last year at HoosierCon, we just didn't have enough space for all of the attendees. So uh, I had to make sure that, you know, this year I had air conditioning. Right. Every attendee needs to have their own bedroom with a, a full bath for his pleasure. Wow, nice. There's a detached space available for Euro gamers. Uh, but it, it's a really cool place. And I got out of the suburbs a little bit. I wanted to be a little more remote, I think, than than I was. And right oh. now we've got seven <laughs> eight years. You're, you're saying everything exactly the opposite of me. No, I, I know you're going right my <laughs> uh, way. Yeah. You're, you're right on my alley, dude. <laughs> Uh, Less people. Uh, I mean, Fishing, I got a, I got a pond, like a two and a half, three acre pond. Yeah, I've got a pistol range in the backyard. I mean, it's the the place is pretty cool. We Hell yeah. we're pretty lucky. I'm kind of pinching myself still. So yeah, Jason's looking for a hive city to go live in. I yeah, I want to be like, give me you know that two bedroom apartment, uh, you know, right downtown. No I'm, I'm I'm trying to go the other way. Yeah, yeah. We've seen with the coronavirus that that's yeah, definitely the way to go. That's good. <laughs> There's not going to be more viruses. Pack them in. <laughs> that's right. Sardines. Yeah, I was getting the hell out of there. So. Well, good. That's fair. But it's not, coronavirus is not really a very big concern where we're at. There's uh, The closest town is fairly small, but the county, I think, has maybe had like 150 confirmed cases or something. Oh, wow. So. I've, I've talked about Ooh, That's before, how we but... justify going out to eat. No, my builder was like, Jesus. my builder's like, well, Dave, we kind of already do social distancing most of the time. <laughs> yeah, 150 cases is Phoenix in the last, I think, 30 minutes. Yeah, he goes, he goes, we're just not that close to each other normally. And so I know that, you know, you coming to the con or not is, is definitely a big deal, but are you still working at the same place? I know that. You know, the access to the plexiglass is going to be a, a huge component. Well, it's his family business, I assume. Oh, it's family. Oh. I didn't, I don't, I didn't oh, that. oh, that's, uh, boys, boys, we have we have some problems if, if we're going to need plexiglass because there is a massive shortage on that stuff oh, right Jesus. now. Luckily, so, so that means flour, that we were able to source it. Our plexi's worth more than we it, ever that thought. That shit's like gold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I was getting calls. I've probably got five or six vendors called a purchasing and you know, I was reaching out to people and saying, hey, you know, what kind of lead times are we looking at? And they're saying, ooh, if you need any of that, you're looking at late July at the earliest. So oh, it, it yeah. could oh, be. we got plenty of time. Look, yes, now, order that shit. That I've sounds got, good. Uh, so Nick, order up all that free shit for us. Anyway, <laughs> that's what I'm getting. I think I've actually got some that I can. Uh, it's the eighth inch stuff. So it's perfect for gaming. Perfect. Good. And also, Nick, as always, we prefer, even if you're not going to come, at least pay. So that's what we'd like. You know, I think I sent something to Medicine Man last year. I was like, "Hey, what does it take to uh, get the coin this year?" <laughs> and I think he was like, "Oh, you just gotta you it's, gotta pay the hundred and twenty bucks." And I was like, "Yeah, that's it. fuck that." I'm not no, doing no, that. So not I didn't even said. get the coin. No, off. that's not what you said. You said, "Hey, can I get the coin without paying the hundred twenty bucks?" And and Medicine Man looked at me. I'm like, "Fuck no, nope." <laughs> it's a negative Ghost Rider. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> you were on it. It had your license. I tried. You had like, I tried. But you could have paid it, and we probably would have grandfathered in your uh, attendance this year. You could have gotten the coin. It, I mean, that well, was a great coin for you to have. Now you, you got to pay, pay 240 for the coin. 
It's always best to pay. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you, guys, auto-subscribe. Just yep. do the auto-subscribe. Right. You'll never notice. It'll just hit your credit card for the con, yep. and uh, you pay every Treat year. Treat it like a Kickstarter. Yeah, and yep. then you can just come. You'll never even yep. notice it after a while. Ten bucks a well, month. Well, I lost. I don't. I don't have Campbell as my uh, my bunk I, mate. Yeah, I don't I know. know what I'm going to do. I know what the fuck is going on with Campbell. Where's Campbell? Been? He's MIA. I was just thinking about I, him today. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? I I text him from time to time. He's like crazy busy with work, and I think he's yeah. just kind of out of the hobby a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, hey. we miss him. Does he get back in? Mm -hmm. So it's good dude. Good he people. can put up with me, so he, he worked out well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, one easy payment of $120 a year, and you're in. You're I mean, always yeah. going to be buddy. That's it. And your wife, too. So you can plus one it. Oh, she's allowed to come? Well, you can sure. plus, I think, you, you know plus what, one to be honest, she's I think she'd have a great time. No, you can plus one her. <laughs> we need somebody to walk Gersh up she, to his uh... hotel room. <laughs> yep, yep. She could potentially uh, be one of the first guildies, I think. That's a uh, female. I think she'd fit in great. As, she might be the first that identifies as female, at least that we know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, I think you're good. I think. Uh, yeah, dude, she's totally. You could plus one of your fucking uh, console status. You can totally bring your wife. Yeah, I feel like that would be bad. I that won't happen. Yeah, right. So smart move because you're responsible for what she does. That's the other thing. All right. <laughs> so uh, I, I can't trust her. So what else, Nick? So you got a new property, new marriage. Um, you guys doing kids now? Is that the big thing? Or are we keeping that on this oh, down low? Uh, it's it's full no full head down baby making mode. Nice. I'm not right. supposed nice. to tell anybody that, yep. but you, oh, nobody fine. listens to this. No, anyway, but it's so okay. It's okay to matter? see. You. It's okay to see you're trying. So that just means you're fucking. That's 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 uh, well social code I did, uh, for we're fucking. So you know, a lot of nights were just sitting out, sitting on the Adirondack chairs. I listen to a lot of bread, a lot of boys to men. Mm -hmm. Really gets me in the mood. Wow. wow. Okay. But uh, I, uh, I saw the boys to men coming. Didn't see the bread coming. Wow. <laughs> we uh, so the so the I, I like itself, I like how he's the one that has to get in the mood. <laughs> that's the issue. Yeah, my wife looks at me wrong, and I'm in the mood. That's right. That's right. I'm always in the mood. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, we were going to have like uh, the, the wedding was originally going to be at my parents and we were going to have it relatively small, which was going to be like 120 people. And they have a decent amount of space for it. And we were probably early March. I mean, right when stuff started shutting down and I'm looking at Katie, I'm like, there's there's no way we're going to be able to make this work. So, uh, yeah. We, we kind of just had to pull the plug on that. And we made the best out of the situation. We did it here. It was just immediate family. Dude, perfect and, wedding. Uh, the, oh, yeah, that's was, a dream I wedding. Think, oh, you know, considering food, booze, oh, yeah. we paid for her dress, yeah, my suit, nope. invites, the photographer. I, I think I probably got out of it under two grand. Yeah, it's perfect. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and perfect. everybody we talked to says... Oh, yeah, we would do it that way if we could do it over. I don't think we've talked to anybody that was like, no, that sounds terrible. Well, good deal. So, so it was, uh, it was as, good. So as far as gaming, are you it. pretty much just gaming with your Uncle John right now? Or are you doing anything else with any other guildies? So him and I typically, I mean, we're, we do every Thursday. Uh, we've been doing some 
Atlanta is ours, the GCACW. Nice, nice. Uh, we've also nice. been doing some play-by-email with the line of battle stuff that I'm just constantly working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have been doing some face-to-face stuff. I actually played last night with my, my local buddy, Cliff. Are you still working on your uh, Perryville played... game for line of battle? Oh, Perryville's been submitted. I've... Okay, nice. So Very Perryville... nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, so uh, that... Perryville, the Battle of Mill Springs, which is a small, smaller battle in 1862, and also the Battle of Richmond, Kentucky. So those three battles I was putting together and calling it Inferno and the Bluegrass. I submitted those to Dean. That would have been, had to be at least over a year ago. Now, did you put Uh, anything in there with the stuff that we were trying to incorporate where it left over from the RSS, like giving like... Uh, smaller commands, like a little bit more initiative chances and stuff like that? Or did you just do like a straight LOB port? Yes. So Perryville is very unique in the sense, and in, in these other smaller battles too. Hey, Jason, Perryville's a battle in the, the American I, I Civil understand. War. Thank you. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, You know, what they've done in line of battle previously is the, the huge stuff. So Gettysburg, Antietam, you have these massive commands that are going to be typically core structure where you're issuing an order to war. In these smaller battles, it just doesn't work. You, you can't make a fun game out of that. So th- the thing that makes them unique and interesting is tweaking, like you said, the initiative for some of those smaller commands. Maybe you've got uh, brigade leaders um, who can try to take initiative. It's not necessarily using the RSS rules for it, but there are ways I think that you can make a situation that's smaller in scale. So, you know, maybe you've got a battle where there's 50,000 guys instead of 150, you can break it down into smaller pieces and give the players more kind of, uh, you know, they've got more working pieces that they can order around and do things with rather than so, just so, so how did you work around that like how did you introduce that kind of lower initiative level stuff like a die roll or what, what, what's the system you threw in there so it's based on really who are your leaders that are going to be able to issue orders so for the confederates at perryville they were kind of running around piecemeal ordering brigade leaders to do things here and there so without giving too much away because i don't know what is going to happen with it i don't know if they even have looked at it i don't think they have Uh, but what i did is you have certain leaders who can stack with other leaders and they're kind of there on the spot saying go do this and you're making just a normal line of battle command rule to basically issue an order in person to that guy and tell his brigade to go do this thing Um, and then what you're doing in that instance is you're going to be rolling for fluke stoppage at the brigade level you're going to be doing uh all those sorts of things down at that smaller level instead of at the divisional level which is how the series rules are made to do it i mean that's kind of the fundamental way but the whole reason i wanted to do perryville and some of these smaller battles so right now i'm working on current and iuka mm-hmm. but i don't want to sit mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. i don't i don't want to play Gettysburg army missouri so army massive. missouri yeah, yeah. Sterling prices, uh, Sterling prices, core. Corinth is a, a greatly interesting battle, and there's a ton of mm-hmm. opportunity to do different things there. And, so Kat and the Kat problem and is, Kat and wrote some great books about the battle. So, 
Yep, yep. That's that's probably the marquee one. That's uh, a primary source. Darkest though. Days of the War, I yeah. believe, is what I, that I, is. Uh, I can call it. <laughs> but uh, we've been, so we're, I think we're in our second campaign scenario testing that. Uh, and then from there, I don't know what I'm going to do because it, I'm kind of hesitant to keep doing things because I don't, I don't know if they even, like I said, I don't know if they've even looked at the Perry Mill stuff that I've sent. Yeah, I would, I, I, would, I, would definitely, I would definitely stop and wait to see what they're going to do with it because, like, I, I think I, I mean, do we have a, do we have any inroads into no. into that situation? No, it's a Dean what Essig. the fuck? Yeah. A, the giant highway to Dean Essig. Um Basically, I and, would say and that they're the totally city, committed to wilderness right now, so and, they're and, not even. I and, mean, and the wilderness the, takes it. The combat system for line of battle is great. Um, the command system needs some work, I think. The orders, and I get it, and it's so like, but I'm not a, like an inexperienced gamer, and after reading through the order system, I'm still always like, eh, like, okay. Uh, like, I, it I can think, be convoluted. I, and, and when we're going to run a big game and we're going to modify it, I think that's a sign that maybe just the system needs to be modified a little bit. So uh, I think it's they they definitely need to, especially for the West where things were more confusing and there were less like big core movements and more like individual units that kind of had to do things at times. So Right. Well, you've got a lot a lot thicker woods in some areas i mean look at something like chickamauga uh, right. even corinth anything in northern mississippi i mean that's all very right, we played we played chickamauga we had to we had to completely uh kind of retrofit the rules to put in rss stuff to do it you know to get the initiative right, and right. we had to really like like bolt on more initiative rules so uh, there's some responsibility i think for uh, dean to retrofit some of those older games into the new game and then, then you can move forward. Because I, I, the the combat system is great. I mean, the way it works is smooth, easy to play. Oh, it's it's so easy. And it's we played uh, Uncle John and I played live a couple months ago a battle from the uh, GMT Dark. What is it? Uh, Death Valley. I think is that their newest straight battles sure. mm-hmm. game yep. that came out. Shenandoah. That's, a, that, that's and, the GBACW or whatever. Yeah, and and it's it's good. It's interesting. There are some things that. I like about it but it's it feels way too way too difficult to do what you want to do in a timely manner whereas line of battle you're like you know oh the rules here you do this you flip into this formation boom you're done Hmm. gba gba just seems a lot more difficult well well the problem always with the americans is the troops are basically the same right so two guys, two units <laughs> yes. shooting at yeah. each other. Yeah. They're they're going to shoot at each other. There's no superiority. There's no tiger tiger tank on this side and Sherman. Like there's no they have the same basic weapons most of the time. The biggest differences are the situations and the quality of the leadership, right? So while that's where, where line of battle falls down a little bit because I think uh, the combat system's cool, but like the combat system's not really where the Civil War shines. The Civil War shines at the leadership aspect, where we have Stonewall Jackson versus these guys in the valley. And you see it's the same way in GCACW, uh, like with sure. uh, yeah. Stonewall, Stonewall Jackson's way and Rhodes to Gettysburg. It's about the leadership. Like the troops are just fucking strength points, right? They just fight each other because they, yeah. 
bodies. Yeah, they fought the same way. So Catch like, some bullets. You're not going to get a lot of tactical advantages, and that's where some of the 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 uh, what is it the the swords games, right? Where they have the, mm-hmm. the tactical battles. Yeah, the blind not, swords. Yeah, yep. the blind swords are not as great because tactically, like the civil war is kind of samey. Like if I have three brigades and you have three brigades and we fight, it's going to probably be a standing. Fifty-fifty. Yeah. Like, Oh, but then they say, oh, no, Confederates get plus one for charging. Like, I don't know what they do. They always give the Confederates some little edge. But uh, in the end, that, that was always the edge in uh, Johnny Reb or Fire and Fury. The Confederates got plus one because they were so much better at charging. But uh, the truth is, it's about leadership, right? That's what really makes the Civil War better. And that's where line of battle and kind of gets hurt makes... a little bit. The command yeah, game, it, they don't... I, I think the system itself gives... I think it leaves it very open-ended for designers to do what they want to do with the game specific rules. Well, that's cool. I think is the right way to do it. That's cool. So if guys want, but I I think once you build a module then like, or whatever, like you need to be very specific and make it so that I think initiative is important. You know, like in, and Tatum, a guy like Gordon, Gordon for the South, he showed initiative during the battle. He didn't wait for orders. You know, there were different Chamberlain and Gettysburg didn't wait around for an order from his commander. You know, he he did what he had to do. So that's it. That's my brain. Well, you can't just have regiments giving themselves initiative running around. No, but, but that you, would but be my, ridiculous. But my point is that it's <laughs> but my point is that like well you know, my point is that like there are commanders that that did do things. They didn't wait around to not do anything. So I I, I totally agree. One thing I will say that I really liked about the GBACW game that came out is you've got like seven battles for a pretty cheap game that was easy for us to just say, hey, let's try one of these out and play it. And I I really like that because we didn't have to commit a ton of time to set in something. And I think maybe I'm maybe I'm not in the group of people that think that that's what needs to go to the system but i think line of battle would benefit from some of these smaller battles where people don't have to and i don't think monocacy was the right battle for that i know you said that a long time ago david well corinth and iuka is probably would have been a great one uh wilson's for just creek, something that you wilson's kind of creek in the evening yeah wilson's creek would have right. been a good one yeah. exactly jason yeah yeah, yeah. yep those would be great. You don't need a three-day con to, to play or if, you know, fully experience the game. Right. Yeah. It is. Yeah. They, they picked a battle that like, no one had ever heard of, which was bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would not have been able to tell you. Uh, even I've heard of Corinth. Like, I could not have heard. But well, that, that Corinth is not like a commonly known <laughs> battle. Like, it's Western Maybe it's just, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you have to ask me for monocacy, I could not have told you there was a battle fought there. I didn't even fucking know. In fact, I haven't even... Uh, I was I'll, in the exact same boat. I'll, I'll be honest. I haven't even fucking opened the game. I have it. I haven't opened it. Because I'm kind of like, I had to have it, but I'm, I'm like, eh. Like, I, like, do I want to fight that with myself right now? Nope. Right. Well, I think my one of my personal rules is that I can't submit a design for a game unless I go to the battlefield. So I think I've uh, I've got Katie on board, but she said we can go on a trip through Mississippi, we might hit Memphis, go down nice. to Corinth through Iuka. You going to Vicksburg? Are you guys going to Vicksburg? Yeah. So, so if you I'd go like to Wilson's to. Creek, you get into P Ridge for free. It's a twofer. They, yeah, and if, 
you're, if you're, I go over there, I'm going to go to Prairie Grove too. Yeah, so, your, I mean, your, that's, your ticket that's to Wilson's Creek problem. automatically buys you an entrance into Pea Ridge. That's the deal. They have a two-for-one deal. And most Missourians are like, mm, Arkansas, probably not. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but not no, they try. Stay, stay like <laughs> they try. Okay. Like the Missourians say, thank the, God for Arkansas. Those are uh, Pea Ridge and Wilson's Creek are pretty well preserved too, aren't they? Oh, Wilson's Creek is great. It's right out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. 100% pristine. It's a little bit overgrown. That would be the one critique. They could do a Gettysburg on it and trim back some of the trees the way it actually looked. Uh, I think it's too overgrown. Like when you go to Pulaski's batteries, you can't see anything. They, the guns are basically pointing to a bunch of trees. Yeah, that kind of sucks. But it's better than I think Iuka is literally like a interstate highway with like a hotel and a gas station. I don't think yeah. there's anything there other than maybe a block. <laughs> well, well Fredericksburg's almost that way, where the town is like grown right up. You're like, oh, so the union had to run through that open field where all those giant buildings are. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to look past the quick trip. Yeah, that, like that was the slaughtering ground right by the the quickie mart. <laughs> so. All right, well, good. Hell yeah. So what else are you doing, Nick? Anything else interesting? Anything else garbagey? Uh, I play face-to-face -face last night. We played, uh, my buddy Cliff came over, like I said, we played Archibus, so a Ralph uh, developed game. Oh, nice. Okay. And we had a good time with that, the Sarasol scenario. That's, that's a system we haven't played in a while, the uh, Men of Iron, but it's good. It's nice and quick. You can... Uh, get it done in an evening which is that's that's big for me if i can play something in an evening it goes high on the list sure all right well i'm gonna go get a drink um do you oh, yeah. need a drink? Nick, not, you need a drink? not yet all right i'm good I'll yeah, Jason, i'm good you continue the interrogation i will I'll do back. nick nick what are you drinking while we're while we're on the subject so I woke up this morning and I had a Kahluan coffee in the morning. So, you know, I've been drinking. Get right all into day, it. Literally. <laughs> uh, I had a couple you beers. You can't drink all day I, if you don't start in the morning. Exactly. But uh, I just made a white Russian. Oof. And you've been drinking beer most of the day? Yeah, very like 25 mile an hour low okay. buzz. Sure. Just kind of maintaining it but i also have a cooler sitting next to me so who knows what could happen <laughs> white russians for a really long time was kind of my go-to you know big fan of uh big lebowski you know throw back some white russians and then you know a couple a nights sweet for me yeah a couple nights at the jazz club where there's just you know three too many white russians all that cream kind of catches up to you I saw you had some uh, some Efair. What were what were you drinking? That was good. Yeah, so I've also been drinking all day. I started at ten thirty. Um, a couple of yard beers, uh, doing you know, trimming the trees back this morning. Uh, the best then, beers. Oh, yard beers. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Yard beers and pool beers are really the only beers I've been drinking. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, so we got you know I got all dirty and sweaty working on the front yard. So then, uh, poured some grogs uh, and jumped in the pool with the little one. Did a couple grogs in the pool. Took a nap. 
excellent, you know, hard couch nap with like the the wakey up snore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And so now we're into into so my you're, ties. So you're all fired up and ready to go. You got yeah, second so energy, ties second in. win. Yep. <laughs> I got wow. the I got the nap. I got the pizza. Three my ties, um, and I have two more prepped in the fridge. So I'll be good. All right, guys. I'm channeling my ties rum. Yeah, yeah. So two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm using a like an 80 proof rum and then a 126 proof rum. So. All right. So. Uh, what do you drink, Dave? I'm drinking gin and tonic. Mm. Mm. Good standby. Classic. What yeah. do you use? What gin? Uh, well, like I'm using uh, diet tonic water. So at that point, I'm just putting Bombay in there. Fair. Like right. Fair. Like yeah. Once, you, once just, you've gone. Once you're doing the CVS, once you're doing the CVS brand <laughs> diatonic. Uh, diatonic water, like, <laughs> what does it matter? Yeah. Although that the Bombay Dry is really good. Yeah, I'm doing the Bombay Sapphire. Okay. So whatever. Yeah, add some add some flavor. So uh, at least it's not Gordon. Nice. So guys are aware that I'm selling my house. Yes. Right. So. We put the house up for sale. Uh, the realtor came, like basically first our neighbors put their house. I'm like, I was always going to retire uh, October 31st. That was kind of my goal. And, uh, but our neighbors put their house up for sale and it sold like within three weeks. And I'm like, fuck. So then I thought, uh, I said, well, let's put, see, let's get the same realtor and put our house up for sale. Now we had had a realtor who was a friend of ours come out to the house and kind of look around in like February or something. And he was, he's like a good guy. He's very sensitive to Monica's needs. So like when she's worried, he's like, Oh no, everything's going to be fine. So he'd always make her feel better. Our, uh, the winter that our neighbors have is like a member of like the Waffen SS. Like he is like <laughs> super rigid, organized, <laughs> sold the house immediately. So, uh, I was like, so our realtor, the, our friendly realtor guy who I've sold a bunch of houses with, um, I looked and like he had nothing listed uh, for the past like six months. He had like a piece of unbuilt land that he was currently selling, hadn't sold anything for like a year. Uh, the SS guy next door had sold like 127 properties in the past year. Wow. And so, so I'm like, <laughs> and he sold that house. So, and I, we saw the pictures and they had the drone shots and all this stuff. So I'm like, fuck, I said, I said, I think we're going to hire their guy and not our guy, right? So my wife's like, oh, well, we're friends with Marty. We've always nope, really liked never him. Never a good idea. So uh, I texted Marty. I'm like, hey, have you done anything on like what we're going to sell the house for? So he said, oh, we're going to sell for 740 I did all this work. And I'm like, think to myself, I don't think that's a, the right price for the house. It might actually be a little bit over because the problem now is the coronavirus. You need to get people into your house, right? So you actually want to price it low. Like our house shows really well. So we want to get them in the door and then get them bidding against each other rather than exactly. have it at yep. a high price. Yep. So uh, I said, okay. All right, That's we'll what see. happened with my place. Right. So then I called the guy next door and he came in, mask, everything, stern look, uh, blue eyes, blue icy eyes, gray hair short haircut sat down on the in the table basically laid it out for us and at some point he, you know he's basically telling us of like what do you think is the reason why what what would people not like about this house and uh so he knew every detail he knew oh there's extra taxes there's this or that so i was like impressed so i'm like yeah we're going with that guy because that guy 
has sold a shitload of houses. Yep. And like my old realtor, he had a website like on his thing. I would click on it. It's like not working. Oh, it comes uh, back like that not yeah. found website yeah. not found. So I told him, I'm like, hey, Marty, you know your website's not working? You have West Valley Realtors? It's, he's like, oh, I didn't know. Okay, I'll, I'll get that fixed. Two days later, I check it. It's still not working. So I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I don't think our guy has the right. ability to do it. We do like, a podcast for free and we keep it online. Right. So basically, I texted our realtor and I said, uh, yeah, we're not going to use you. So, you know, I was basically like trying to be nice. Like, you know, we decided that we're going to actually uh, use somebody else. So I'm sorry. I know we've done a bunch of deals together, blah, blah, blah. So he calls me and he's like, why aren't you using me? And like, he starts getting into all this stuff. I'm like, we're going to use this other person. He wants to know why. He gets started getting. So I'm like, dude, this is just a deal. We're not going to use. So then I'm texting my dad and I'm like, I'm texting my dad and I'm like, like explaining the situation. Hey, yeah, we had, uh, you know, we had, you know, we'd really been uh, concerned about the guy. And so my dad's like, hey, you got to just use the right realtor who's going to get you the most money, right? And uh, so then I'm looking down at my text. And so I'm texting my dad and I said, hey, uh, I said it was tough because when I fired the guy, like on, on the on the phone call, I said, Monica couldn't even be in the same room. I said, it felt like I was killing old yeller. And uh, so uh, 10 minutes later, I go through and I look and I realize I'd actually texted that message to the realtor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brutal. Brutal. <laughs> Oh my god! I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, that's my worst nightmare. So, you know, sometimes you're jumping back and forth yep, between yep. texts. That's so that's, that's like, me with Aaron and my ex. I'm always like, "Oh, did I?" Oh, okay. So I was like, "Holy shit!" So I'm like, "Okay, Monica, I have to tell you something." I said, "I'm not proud of myself right now, but I uh, I accidentally texted Marty." the following text so the thing was it was such a crazy text to send someone that i think he assumed <laughs> that i was not really talking to him maybe. just you know out of context but oh god let me, let me see if i can find i'm gonna try to read it because it's just so bad i hate that yeah. So had you yeah. been drinking when you sent this text? Uh, yeah, I, I probably. I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> it's Corona. Like, yeah, I'm. It, it starts at what about else are you gonna do? one o'clock every day. Yeah. How, how dare you judge me? <laughs> hey, yeah. No judge. Absolutely no judgment. But yeah, I was just like, I, I was like, I'd already felt bad about it, and I'm like, oh my god, I just made it ten thousand times worse. Oh, you know what? I deleted, I deleted the text chain with him because I didn't want to do it again by accident. Just so I was like, I looked down, I'm like, oh my god, and I, I, I literally said, like in the text message, I said, I felt like I was killing old Yeller. So <laughs> later, he texted us back, and he's like, the next day, he's like. Hey, I realize you're not using me. You might want to try this escrow company out. He goes, and I also appreciate Mana look, looking out for me, uh, especially since you guys killed the whole trip. Oh, so bad. Oh, God, I feel like the biggest dick. So. That's business. I like using the friend realtor is always 
always such a bad idea. Yeah, business and friends. Best. It just it feels right, and then yeah, just at the end of it, the day it just sucks. And then we had like a property line problem on the back of our yard, where apparently the builder built over the property line that he was supposed to build on. It went back in the two thousand three or something. So two owners later, they went to get they wanted to build a pool. The buyers. Oh, so basically, anyway, so we listed seven twenty nine. We we got an offer. First people to come in offered seven fifty. Like wow. twenty one to twenty one over list. Thirty percent down. Thirty percent down. No appraisal. They're ready to roll. So our realtor's like, uh, it's not gonna get any better than this dude. He's <laughs> like, this is the best Seriously. offer. Because they've got an RV. We've got big RV access on the side, and they've been uh, in a house for a year. They sold their house, they've been living in a rental for a year now. Basically so you're you're on property. your way to Missouri. You're you're totally set in Missouri too, we, right? We close escrow uh, July first. Uh, I have a rental duplex set up in uh, mid July in Osage Beach. We have a mover. We're moving our stuff out. I've got escrow. I've got earnest money down on a property, a house we're building in Four Seasons, Missouri, by the lake. And uh, what else? But everything's so much cheaper. So, like, my mover guy, great dude, came in, and uh, he, he basically told me, he goes, yeah, dude, he goes, uh, California, he's like, I moved more people to Idaho in the past four years than I've moved in my entire career in 30 years working as a mover. He goes, everyone's fucking leaving California. Well, Missouri's the Midwest, so you're, yeah, you're in great shape. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, you so, can go to the go to the well, bar and get a beer for a buck fifty. Well, that's that's one of the things. So, like I was going to say, so to to buy the to rent the rental where they're going to like a storage facility. So some of our stuff is going into our duplex that we're renting. It's like seventeen hundred square feet. Uh, the rest is going to storage, and then when the house is done, we're going to move everything in there. So my my uh, movers like yeah, ten by twenty probably good for all the stuff. So it should be fine. So ten by thirty was one forty a month. In Missouri, it's three seventy a month to run a fucking ten by thirty in California. It, it's just like, Jesus, dude, everything. It's unbelievable. Everything. I, I'll is never more leave. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's there's no comparison between the costs. It's so crazy. That's crazy. Kind of so, even saw just being in the suburbs, moving out to the boondocks a little. Right. You know, you can actually go into a bar where people are smoking cigarettes. Yeah, right. you get. You could no. take ten dollar bill and well, I saw have that. A great time. I, I saw that in Iowa. You go out to Iowa with a twenty dollar bill in your pocket. You come back drunk with two dollars still in your pocket. It's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that's two drinks in California. Yeah, you could never do that in California. It's ridiculous. So yeah, it's going to be great. We're looking forward to it. So it's awesome. Yeah, my work doesn't know yet. Um, but, that's fascinating Ooh. to me. But I, I I did tell my sergeant. I'm like, hey, just to let you know, I'm like, I am fucking selling the house. She's like, what the fuck? She's like, we are fucked. She's like, you're leaving. We're totally fucked. I'm like, look, I'm only telling yeah. you. So <laughs> He'll like, you're not it out. shocked. Like you're right. not shocked by it. Like I don't need you to freak out, right? So are you going to work? Actually, like like retiring, right? Oh yeah, I'm retiring. Yeah. But are you gonna? Is there like a bridge there, or are you just the fifteenth? You're just done. Bridge like like I work under the bridge or something. No, I'm saying like. So when you tell them I'm, I sold oh. my house. I'm moving. So yeah, the way is it works there, is, is there a plan uh, or October, use out? Right. So October 31st is my retirement date. It's three days after I turn 50. Um, 
they will, uh, I have to, I can only turn in my paperwork uh, 90 days before that. So July 31st, oh, okay. basically, okay. I'll tell them. But I'll tell them. I'm, basically, my, my thing was, I'm like, when I close escrow on my house, because uh, we're closing escrow and then we're renting back for like 15 days, staying in the house. Um, I was like, I want to be sure I can sell my house before I'm going to tell them I'm retiring. Sure. I don't want, I don't want to be that sure. guy who's like, yep. I'm retiring. I'm not retiring. I am. Uh, hey, yeah. Can I, yeah. yeah. So from July to October, like, are you working remotely from Missouri? <laughs> no, my buddy was like, dude, just fucking, he, he goes, you should like, basically I've realized I can do everything I do from home. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah. And my buddy was That's like, dude, you should like totally work from yeah. Osage beach. And I'm like, they, they want to allow that. I'll have to be in camp. So I have to, once we move, I'm taking time off to get us out there. And yep. I have to come back. Okay. So you're just going to do like an apartment or something for, yeah, I'm, for I'm gonna stay. I get a, I have a good friend who's let me uh, stay in the guest room at his house. Nice. And then, uh, basically at some point I can take leave. So even though October 31st nice. yeah, is my yeah, exit yeah, date, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to burn leave up to that. So yeah. while you, uh, demob. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, I yeah. drive, I'm going to drive my fucking Ram truck that I'm yeah. currently <laughs> trying in a to flame get. war with, um, <laughs> with auto nation over. And by the way, the GM just emailed me again. He's like, I'll talk to you on Monday. I'm like, yeah, I think that's a good, good idea. <laughs> yeah. So, so long story short, I went, buy, I went to buy a car at AutoNation Ford. I don't know. I, let me let somebody else tell a story. Nick, you got anything you want to talk about? Because I have drama up the fucking ass right now. No, I'm a. Uh, yeah, I, you're I'm in. Oh, no, that's. <laughs> you're I'm, in I'm all drama. I'm all the drama. Roll, you're you're go, fired go, up. Go, so go. Keep going. Oh, so one, one thing <laughs> is, one thing is, so I did get the home inspection done in my house, and the the, the, guy, the guy comes down, the roof guy comes down, and he goes, dude. Uh, if the inside is as good as the outside, you guys are fine. It goes, but I'm telling you, first time in my career, and this is like, it seems to be always for me, it goes, there is the hugest fucking crow I've ever seen dead up on the roof. <laughs> so on the roof, there's a crow spread eagled, like six foot wingspan laying on the Jesus. Roof, flat out dead. So I told the guy, I said, you can't get up there and just fucking hook that thing off. And he's like, hey, he's, He's like, I'm a roof guy. I'm not a fucking. Like, that's not what I do. Everyone always thinks that Fair. I'm going to do that. Too. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah. So we get the home inspector to kick it off the roof. Like the home inspector came the next day, he kicked it off the roof, and then they threw it in the garbage can. Gigantic. It's an extra club. twenty-five bucks. Uh, some people thought it was bad. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say. I told the realtor from the 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 uh, buyer's realtor, good guy. Like we get along really well with them, and uh, I'm like, yeah, you owe us twenty dollars for that fucking grow. <laughs> <laughs> That crow was part of the house. It's a his historic landmark. <laughs> That's good luck. That crow was good luck. Yeah. So, so uh, anyway, it makes you feel better. We had uh, so we bought this house, and there's red squirrels living in all of the eaves. You oh, can dude. hear yeah. them running oh. through the eaves of the house. That's not okay. No, they're in the drywall. Uh, they're no longer. They're no longer in existence. <laughs> okay. No, there's That's like. The pellet gun. Let, pellet gun. Or the poisoning. With the, well, the pellet gun's more fun. The poisoning is Jason's way. He would just slowly poison it. Yeah. Because then, you know, yeah. the, the dog, the dog corners it's, them. It's and uh, we, We've got multiple avenues of it. Oh, good. I like the dog angle. That's good. Uh, the dog probably loves it. Oh, oh. The dog does not come inside. She came inside uh, yesterday and she had her head looked like it was inflamed about twice the size it normally is because of all the deer flies that bite her. 
Oh, there. poor thing. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, she just yeah. sits there. She Midwest. just sits there and stares at the pond. And... There we go, Midwest. Our our dogs come in with swollen faces from ants attacking. Yeah, so Which I went down. Less I went, I, I went down to the. Uh, I'm I'm trying to buy a Ram truck, and I'm a I'm a simple guy. I want a four wheel drive, fifteen hundred Ram, uh, leather interior, five point seven liters. Simple guy. Crew cab. I want Simple a crew guy. cab. Leather, leather interior. <laughs> crew cab. Le- crew leather cab. interior. No, but I know exactly what I want. I want the. That's what I want. So they'll be like, when you try to look, they'll be like, I got this great truck. This is what you're looking for. I'm like, not a nope. crew cab. Yep. How about this truck? Uh, cloth seats. How about this truck? Not four wheel drive. Like I'm like, motherfucker, have you looked at any? So finally, I see the fucking truck. It's like a unicorn. It's at my local dealership. They're like, oh, and, and, and so I call up the guy. I'm like, hey, I'm coming in. Um, I like this truck. I like the price. So I'm going to get pre, I'm pre-qualified for it. So I'm coming in, I'm buying cash. I'm buying that fucking truck. He's like, well, it's in transit, but let me see if it's on the lot. Come in on, um, come in today at uh, tomorrow at 10 and we'll look and we can at least maybe if you want to write a contract for it and kind of reserve it, uh, you can do that and we can take a look if you have a trade in. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I get down there 10 a.m. tomorrow, uh, today, this morning. And we show up, and I'm showered. We're ready to go. We have masks. My wife wants to come, and just to make sure I don't buy anything crazy. And uh, so we show up, and they're like, "Who are you looking for?" I'm like, "Todd appointment." They're like, "Yeah, he's not here today." I'm like, "Mother, what the fuck? fuck? What the?" I'm like, "I have a fucking email appointment with this guy. You tell me." And they're like, "Yeah, he's not here. Maybe I can help you." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm looking for this truck." And they're like, "Yeah, we don't have that truck. We don't know what that truck is." I'm like. Um, he's like, well, let me see if I can find it. So eventually we go into the back offices. They're looking for the truck. I'm, and luckily I still had it up on my, uh, my browser and I had taken a photo of it, of course, because I know fucking dealerships are scumbags. <laughs> yep, yep. So I had taken a photo of all the stuff and I bring it in there. I'm like, yeah, this is the truck. This is the price. It's 43,000. They're like, yeah, it's actually 48,000. I'm like, nope. no, it isn't. It's on nope. this fucking thing. It says 43 and it says, like it says right here, Auto Nation. It's Auto Nation. I said, it says right here, Auto Nation Savings, five grand. So that takes you to 43. So the kid's like, and it's a younger kid. It's, he's not the guy who I talk to. So I'm trying to be cool about it. So uh, he's like, well, let me go talk to my man. I'm like, oh, we're going to go through this fucking manager bullshit. So he goes back there, comes back. Finally, I call up my daughter and I'm like, go look on our computer. And tell me what the link is to this fucking car. So she gives it to me, and sure enough, he because he, he's like, "Oh, I don't think that's our car." Like, did you get that off True Car? But guess what? It's on the fucking AutoNation.com website. It's their fucking car. It's on their website. And so then I'm fucking getting pissed. And uh, so they're back and forth. So then he tells me, so he's like, "We can write a contract for it." And I said, "Well, I want to see the car." <laughs> Before I write you a contract. have to tell me that you actually have right. this thing. I want to know I it's in the lot. And also, so yeah, so I'm like. <laughs> You're telling like, me, I don't know if that's ours, but hey, let's write a piece of paper right, that right, says James, we're going to sell I, it. This I want to see if there's a thing in it or anything. Yeah. So he uh, he gives me this. He goes, well, with coronavirus, it nope. could be like nope. two weeks to two months before we get it. Nope. So I was nope. like, I'm like. Fuck you. you. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm that's... like, are you trying to tell me it's. Two weeks to two months, so uh, so whatever. I so I'm like, well, when you get it, give me a number. So, so we get home, and then you start to get the messages. So we went to get some food afterwards. 
So the first message you get is I get it from the sales manager. And I'm not going to give you guys the entire message, but let's just let it be known that I included this message later on in uh, I included this message later on. So Kim emailed me and was like, hey, how'd your experience go buying a car from us? And I said, interesting experience this morning at the dealership. We arrived promptly at 10 a.m. for our appointment, but Todd Santos was not there and apparently not at work. I was greeted by a salesman named Wesley who was helpful. <laughs> But he had difficulty finding the Ram 1500 in your inventory system that I had seen on the internet. Eventually, he pulled up the particular truck that I, but it was listed at 48,000, 5,000 more than the 43 grand on the internet. Unfortunately, for all of us, I guess, I had taken a photo of the truck <laughs> price listing I had found at home. After inquiries about which, which website I had found that deal on, True Car, etc., I called my daughter at home and she emailed me the link, which I shared with Wesley. The listing was on the AutoNation website, which is their website. Of course. During the conversation, Wesley traveled back and forth between us and an unknown manager to consult multiple times. Wesley told me the truck was in transit. He offered me the opportunity to write a contract for the truck, sight unseen. Concerned about the condition of the truck, I asked when the truck would be on the lot. Wesley told me they didn't know where the truck was, and delivery could be anywhere from two weeks to two months because of the coronavirus. At this point, I begin to get the impression that AutoNation or its representatives must think I am a total fool. The idea that in the age of digital <laughs> global logistics, a huge sales company doesn't know where its vehicles are or when they might arrive is just absurd. As a first responder, and I only mentioned this because I was trying to get the first responder discount for, for 500 bucks. But during these trying times, <laughs> I am milking this a little bit, I'll be honest. My time away Got from to, work. Got to, yeah. My time away from work and with my family is very valuable to me. Yet when I came down to the dealership for an appointment, it was a waste of my time and an insult to my intelligence. I previously oh, purchased oh, slather it on. Slather I previously it. purchased vehicles from AutoNation and never had this type of experience before. I don't blame Wesley. He was trying to make the best of a bad situation. This is clearly a failure at the management level <laughs> to allow this kind <laughs> of customer experience thing. to occur. I'm telling this is a sales manager, right? I've included the link to the vehicle. So I sent her a link to the vehicle. I said, I look forward to hearing your response. And please call me with any questions. A loyal customer question, comma, my name. So then she has the nerve to call me up and try to sell me another truck. Oh, fuck 10, you. No. For, for 10 grand more than what I wanted. So, yeah. so, so I mailed, emailed her back on an earlier email she sent me. And I said, hey, can I get the email for your... So she emailed me basically said, hey, I'm sorry for your experience. Um, please let me know if I can help you. So I emailed her back and said, yeah, um, thank you for your very considerate response. I can tell it took a lot of time. Um, I would like the email address for your general manager and for... Uh, I said, what did I say? What's his name? Like, I think his name's like, I said, Mark Catton, the AutoNation National Director for Customer Experience. So she emailed me back with her general manager's address. And she told me, I don't know the ad email address for Mark Catton. So shortly afterwards, I got a, man a message back from uh, James Garwick, who's the sales manager. So it's funny because he actually emailed me kind of like a, a generic 
email where he's like, hey, wanted to know if you had a great experience. Let's see. So basically when the sales manager emails me, I responded to him. And it's funny because I had emailed him already using Mark Cannon, the uh, guy who's in charge of the national, like auto nations, like maybe 400 dealerships. Sure. And they're all individually yeah. owned, but they have a, a executive board of directors that I had looked up. So she wouldn't give me Mark Cannon's address. But when I saw James Garwick's address, I figured by looking at his email right, address, exactly. I could figure yeah. out Mark exactly. yep. I know this person's name and the schema they use. So I'm going to so, get there. So I emailed both of them. And now it, it turns out as James is emailing back, it appears that he is also accidentally CCing the executive director for customer experience at the same time. Oh, so, yes. That's... Yeah. So he's, he's basically like, hey, I'm sorry about your experience. Let me look into this and I'll reach it out. So I'm like, hey, it was actually not a great experience for us. We planned around one of my rare days off. That's a lie. And the wife and I showed up <laughs> for a scheduled appointment only to find out the sales associate wasn't there and wasn't even working that day. In this day and age, I hate to have to put it out there that I'm a first responder. And the only reason I put it out again is because the thing that annoyed me about the sales manager is she did the... Thank you for your service as a first responder. I'm like, fuck, now I'm throwing the veteran shit too. <laughs> so I said, I'm a first responder and a veteran. <laughs> but sometimes, How dare you? I said, I hate to throw it out there, but it feels like that's the only way we can get anyone to acknowledge us. Instead of restating the description of the whole experience, I'll just repost my email back to your sales manager, Kim Esperito below. For the record, I am not the kind of guy who always complains about stuff, and I'm a happy owner of a 2019 Ford Explorer I brought from AutoNation Ford Valencia. I was a cash buyer who was pre-approved for my credit union and looking to buy. But this experience is something that people in management need to be aware of. I don't think any of us want American businesses to be managed this way. Jesus. And then I reposted the whole conversation <laughs> I had with the sales manager. So then he, he calls me, and of course, what I do? Jason, what do you do when they're calling you? You've had a couple of drinks. You've already got them on the ropes. Uh, send it to voicemail. That's right. I <laughs> immediately bang that yep. shit up. Send it to nope. Me. Decline. Yeah. So, so let's see what I got here. So it was great because. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like I'm I was like, thinking oh. about this today because I was like, man, Dave, because you, Dave, you're a great no, storyteller. Like, this when I when I talk about Dave. To people in my personal life like dave is a great storyteller well now i'm just loving it i like, agree at, at some point monica's like i think you're just enjoying like doing the whole thing <laughs> and that's what i'm wondering because well, like I'll, to me i just like i don't engage and and i also i don't get too fired up about bullshit because i just expect bullshit everywhere but I, I i i and i'm not i'm not complaining i love this I love this. Well, well, here's here's the thing. Like, but you're right. It. Like, they're you're, fucking assholes. Car dealers are fucking right. assholes, right? But you're right. You're coming in. Hey, I'm gonna, I want to pay cash for the truck, exactly the truck I want. Mm -hmm. Just sell me the I, fucking truck. I know truck. what I want. I know what Just I sell want. Sell me the truck. I, and bait and switch in California is actually illegal. You're not allowed sure. to advertise yeah. the truck, yeah. and then when they get there, you don't have the truck. Like yep. you have to. You yep. can't get them on the lot with the truck. So uh, yeah, so I'm like. Like, because Monica sometimes is like, okay, do you think you're, I'm like, look, I, I'm gaming. I said, at this point, I'm gaming them. I get it. <laughs> I said, but when I walked in there, they were fucking gaming me. Right. And these motherfuckers. Turn around. Thought, yep. And so some 24-year-old kid is going to think that he's going to sit down with me 
I've been in a do you fucking know, room. Do you, do you know me? Do you know my name? I've been on the Fuck other side you, of a desk for guys in a small right. room thousands of times. You think you're going <laughs> to fucking do this to me? Like, it's ridiculous. So, so oh, when the, I feel like I'm learning so much right now. Do you know so how many I'm times I've seen Glenn Glare like and Glenn Ross? And, and I'm already always very nice to them. So then when the guys hit me back, so the, so the manager calls me. I don't fucking answer because that's all off the record shit. Oh, and by the way, in between the sale, like I said, the sales manager thought she could call me and sell me another truck that's like 10 grand that's more than what worst. I wanted to pay. Yeah, fuck you. So he called me and I said, James, I, I responded to his email. I said, I look forward to the email response of your explanation about what went wrong with this experience. And I'm also, by the way, CCing uh, his for a customer service expert for national nationwide. <laughs> I said, as a manager myself, I know that we always appreciate this kind of feedback on problems that prevent us from providing great customer service. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I said, honestly, <laughs> I said, honestly, I feel like I was the victim of a mix of poor business practices and a disregard for being honest and transparent with customers. I look forward to reading your email. Dave. Perfect. Perfect. So he, wow. His response is, I left a message earlier. I will reach out again on Monday. Nope. Nope. I, I need it in writing <laughs> how you're going to fix this, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't even know if I want even the truck again. It's almost better not buying the truck. Because then the truck, I buy the truck, it's over. You could buy the truck in Missouri for maybe less. I, I know. Less sales tax, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm paying 10% sales tax oh. in fucking California. Oh, that's good. I had to sit up after Dave, that. I get that was the perfect. feeling you're excited to leave California. Uh, yeah. No, the bet. state is beautiful. And most of the people, really great people. Like, there are great Californians. Absolutely. Of course, sir. Most of them want to leave. <laughs> so, but uh, it's the taxes. The taxes are fucking, it's, it's too expensive. It's just unsustainable. Aren't they, uh, Jason, aren't they moving out towards you guys in Phoenix area? Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Like, yeah, yeah for the I'm last sure decade sure at least. Yeah. I mean, it's been the, the prices. So when I bought my first house, it was, I mean, it was dirt cheap. And then the housing boom kind of started kicking up and people from California were moving out here uh, and working remotely. And our house, our housing prices, you know, went up by 50%. And, and so the same thing is happening in, in Idaho right now. Yeah, Idaho is like, like Dave was talking about. So yeah. Aaron and I looked at houses in Eagle. Dave, oh, we were yeah. talking about this on Thursday. That's where my buddy just bought a house. Yeah. He so just we, spent we, a million and a half on a house. Yeah. So we were looking at – They're like, fuck, California's like, fuck, a million? Yeah, we'll yeah. buy that. We were looking at houses in Eagle, and for the same price we paid for our house. And we, we didn't pay that much for our house. Um, but you can get basically twice the house with land and, you know – beautiful property but now yeah it's like like it's 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 probably one and a half times what you would get in phoenix and eagle right now yeah one of our friends who lived out there said eagle is the santa clarita of Boise. yeah i could say yeah it's, it's beautiful like, i love it i love it's a it. nice city yeah santa clarita is great but it's, yeah. it's like to santa clarita la is what eagle is to Boise. Basically. and i mean they're closer like from santa clarita to la la is you know, probably a much. Yeah, but it's a valley. The valley. We're right. We're, we border the valley. Yeah, but like, so, I mean, like it's it's a street, and you're from Boise into Eagle. Oh, but, we, have, we have mountains. But it's it's um, the uh, socioeconomic <laughs> journey is is much much different. 
So yeah, Eagles beautiful. Like, Dave, I, I, Dave, you're getting out at the right time. Every place out there is going to run out of water here shortly, so they're just going to be moving closer to you. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking to get out before an earthquake. <laughs> That's all I care about. Earthquake it out. It's funny too because when you're when you're getting ready to sell your house, it feels like that's when everything starts breaking. You're like, motherfucker, yeah. like, why yeah. isn't this working? Why is this light not on anymore? I realized when I sold my house that was the first time I had done a lot of uh, things that actually needed to be done. To I know, dude, it's uh, every yeah. house. Yeah. This, this is nice living here for we, a week. Yeah. We said this. We said the same thing. We're like, why didn't we fix this before? Yeah. It we're took us like only a week. Yeah, we're actively. So Aaron and I did the same thing. Like um, about a about a month ago, six weeks ago, we we were really hot and heavy about buying another house, in, uh, like twenty minutes away, but but still in Phoenix, basically. And it was one of those things where like, oh, you know, we're gonna have to put 15K into this thing before we leave it. So we're kind of starting no, to fix those things you, now. You don't have to do that. The, 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 the general rule for selling is put money in if you feel like you would enjoy the improvement. And that's like, what we're doing, right. But if, yeah. otherwise, you won't make your money back on the improvements. So well, we have, we have rooms without baseboards in them. Yeah. Uh, it, let, let me tell you, it wasn't a deal at my house. Right. I mean, you'd be surprised because people can look around that. Wow. wow. They might not like the That's baseboards you put in. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. They're going to the, paint it. The anyway. biggest thing right. for us is, uh, yeah, we just paint it. We literally paint it. Yeah. So we had uh, like some uh, little pillars out front that kind of held up the overhang and the paint was chipping and everything. Biggest thing we did there is just paint that thing. Perfect. Make that sucker look as good as That's it right. possibly can. That's, you know? That's what we did. We painted the trim and all the wrought iron. No, we that just did it. that. Yeah. That's all people cared about. No one even noticed. That we didn't paint the rest of the house, the exterior, anything. Just all the wood trim and put a new garage door in. Hmm. Which That's we relatively had to do cheap. Yeah. We, we had to do anyway, so the garage door was new. So that was Nice. Nothing. Yeah, so it's, we're, we're you should have seen the piece of siding I tried to uh, jury rig up on the side of the house. <laughs> Luckily, it was in a spot that's not noticeable. Yeah, so the home inspector came in. He found five things wrong. None of them were the five things that are actually wrong with the house. <laughs> They're all stupid shit. I know the hey, real problem. You right. got a crack in your concrete. Yeah, I know. I know oh, all the real let's problems. Get stuff. I know the drainage don't, don't, issues. Nope, nope, don't say it here. Don't I mean, say there's it no here. issues. Recorded, but by issue, I mean it's a small quirk about the all property. Right. It's quirks, right. but it, it's so funny watching the inspectors. They're like, "Oh yes, this is." You're like, dude, you are the biggest fucking moron. Yeah, like one like, piece of board, like in the rafters. Like, yeah, you're like, I, like, I hid all the major problems. <laughs> you never noticed it. That's awesome. I'm already that's working it. on that's Aaron. Like, you know, you know, we want to take trips. Well, here's the deal. So what we're going to do is we're going we're to get the house, and yep. then in two years, I'm getting the lake house. So I'll run the lake house as a guest property, and then guildies can come and stay there and hang out and rent it. So guildies will get priority for reserving. Yep. I'm working on it. I'm working on it already. Because it's yep. much easier. Uh, to, it's much easier yep. to buy. Fill me in a, a for a weekend. Right. It's much easier to buy a small week or weekend property, which is like three bedrooms. We could not live there. It's too small, right? So, but for three sure. three fifty, I yeah. can get a place on the lake that's that's a good size for a family to hang out in, in a week. But for us, we need more space. So, so we're but buying also, a house. Heaven we, forbid we actually go out on the lake. We might die. Well, you would if, if, if you're that, on a weekend. <laughs> on a weekend, very dangerous. Yeah. It's but rough. we could stay inside, drink rum, play games. I mean, and, and my idea would be we'd have a liquor cabinet that guys bring yep. booze to, leave yep. booze, 
uh, signs. We have a guest book, so everyone sees who stayed there. Uh, we'll make it like guildish. I'll put up some fucking uh, Colonial War stuff on the walls, so guys will like appreciate some of the artifacts. Put up a guide on. Yeah, it's basically it's made for us, not for not for strangers. Normies. Right for norms. Right. Yeah. So that's that's my idea. I love it. All right. So that's a lot of garbagey. I'm in. I like it, Dave. I, I think. Dave, oh, sorry. What? what oh, no, I was just. I was gonna segue. Okay, go. What are you playing? Away. What am I playing? Well, I'm, right now I'm playing Fed and Empire. Hell yeah! Forever. I, th- I think people are just that's the forever talking game. about it. Yeah. It, it's no. a lifestyle game. <laughs> it a is a game that will never end. Well, like Tyler, uh, I was just. Uh, I basically. I had heard that Tyler was interested, so then I bombed him with about 42 messages on Facebook messaging about Fed and Empire. Like, he expressed a mild amount of interest, and I think I over-messaged him. Um, but uh, it's a great game, and so I I guess I would describe it as a very simple game to play, but a really deep game to experience. So. Um, Recently, what happened with Sirac is his Romulans fought off a major Ralph uh, Federation attack on a starbase, and uh, he had a giant uh, heavy carrier group that was crippled and devastated by the, the fight, and Ralph himself even blinked and then backed off and stopped attacking. So that was a major moment for us. We were excited. Uh, but yeah, but it's great. It's hard to describe the game until you've actually played it <laughs> on a large scale. Yep. And uh that's it i got invasions on kickstarter from uh what is that it's a it's a basically a game that simulates all these barbarian invasions that came in to europe in the uh middle like i guess the early middle ages like um but i haven't even really run through it yet so i don't want to like mess around with it too much i've been pretty focused on fucking selling a house so sure that's fair other than fed and empire and doing our our rpg on thursdays i haven't really been doing too much gaming so that's where i'm at i dig it i've been playing uh big deal and i are playing uh korea uh the victor games game we just finished up uh, i'm not not doing the ocs no love for the ocs version I like the OCS version, but but this game, I, I don't know. There's there's something special in those I'm, Victory I'm games. I'm very games. interested in uh, in the Korea game, Jason, because it's, Uncle John and I have been talking about playing that live. It's great, and it's re- it's really playable. And that's so we played the the like kind of intro scenario, and it's it's basically I don't know, like summer and fall. Um, so it's I don't know, four turns, something like that. It's great um it's it's really playable if, so if we played it live would you tell us just to play the should we just play the whole shebang or should we try to do one of those little intro scenarios to start? I, I think the intro scenario is enough it, it would take you a few hours probably to to play that scenario because it's 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 basically the majority of the maneuver. We also drink quite heavily when we play. Yeah, right, right. So the I can't remember. I think it's the first scenario. It's like the it's the North Koreans coming south, and then you know, like a third of the way through, the U.S. starts kind of trickling in, um, and it gives you a good feel for the system, and it's it's really really playable. So now we're going to dive into the full boat, play a full campaign. It's just a year. Um, and I don't know. It's I'm I'm really really liking the game. Um, and then Evan and I 
from from last episode. We we had talked about playing Vietnam Rumor of War the campaign. Uh, I kind of pulled the ripcord on that. I'm and I'll talk more about that later. Uh, so we're, now we're playing Silver Bayonet, and it's 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 nice playing that game again. And that's it for that's me. That's another one I'm interested in too. It's 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 a solid game. Mitch did a good job. Nice. Yeah. Well, you guys did a lot of the play testing for that, didn't you? Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> it's such a good game, and I, I I think I played it once, maybe after it came out, maybe not even that, but it's it's good to get back into it. And I'm texting Mitch like, "Hey, what's this thing again?" Rather than just reading the rule book that's right in front of me. Right. That's yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. the benefit of having a guild, huh? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right, so Lieutenant Hoplite, there is a quiz. Oh, I need a, I need a, I need a refresh before we're going to We're going to refresh. Let's let's get a, I need get a, a refresh, and then yep. we'll do the quiz. All right. All right. I'll I'll be back. back boys i'm back also because if anything i'm reliable when i say i'm going to be here on time i show up on time i don't flake on a customer <laughs> well we've learned that for sure yeah you know between this episode and the episode where you guys talk about management i feel like i'm learning a lot thinking about how to run a dealership like it's not hard apparently <laughs> maybe, maybe we need to rebrand yeah, I can come buy cars for guys. <laughs> or you just uh you're just with them, you know, you just stand behind them a little bit intimidating like. Yeah, it's funny because like I, I don't realize I'm doing it, but my wife's always like, Oh yeah, you're like really like aggressive, like and I'm like, Well, I don't think so. Like I'm just kind of trying to talk to the guy and uh who knows? It's my wife's impression. Well, there's a di- there's a difference between being aggressive and knowing what you're talking about, perhaps in that situation. Right. So, so when the kid when the kid says something, I'll be like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense because what you just told me is this, and I have already this information. So maybe you need to go back and talk to your boss." <laughs> and the kid's like. He's like, hey, I agree with you guys. <laughs> Eventually, it's like it's like Stockholm syndrome. Like the salesman is basically like, I, I agree 100 percent with you guys. Like whatever you guys need, <laughs> like, I'm just trying to figure this out. Right, right. And he probably had, uh, yeah. It's what a cluster. Yeah, because like with the, with the, and I try not to embarrass him, but when he's like, yeah, anyway, for two weeks and two months, uh, uh it, it's kind of like. We're dealing with our chicken coop situation, (laughs) right? That's bad. And so my wife got a message back from the city, and the guy's basically like, left a message. He's like, yeah, you know, with the coronavirus thing, he goes, we're doing inspections. We'll go out there and check it out. He goes, but we're not mailing any kind of citations to anybody. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I get mail all the time. (laughs) Like, I would think that would be the best way to you mail a citation to someone and say, Hey, you got to knock down your fucking chicken coop. Like, I'm like, that makes so. Uh, so basically, I was like, I'm calling like on Monday. I'm going to be like, Whose decision was that? Because someone's a fucking moron. Because 
I get shit from the county. Like, are they not going to send me my property tax bill in the mail? I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, anything they want money well, for. Uh, you know, you should be working for the Social Security office if you don't want to work because Katie can't even change your name right now. We're, uh, we've got, uh, yeah plane tickets that are in the wrong name and we can't get them switched. (laughs) Yeah. I was basically like, if the guy's got a fucking chicken coop with three roosters and one hen and, uh, he's not allowed to have any roosters. So somebody needs to fucking, and they're like, yeah, well we're doing inspections, but we aren't actually going to mail anything to people right now because of the COVID-19. I'm like, I don't think that was the thing where you couldn't mail stuff to people. Like that sounds like some bullshit that some idiot uh, government worker came up with. That sounds like the best way to interact with the public. Like we're just going to mail you a violation. We're not going to come out to your house. We're not going to try to talk to you. I don't know. So whatever. It's just me, Dave. I'm leaving California soon. <laughs> COVID's an easy excuse for just about anything. I my, think at my, this point. But that's what—that's right. That's what I hate that they just use it for excuse. That, that's what they use for the truck. Oh, COVID, COVID nineteen. It's two weeks to two months. We have no idea where the truck is. Oh, so the logistics computers don't work anymore for where the shipping is going on. Like, so the companies that ship trucks they're shut down because of COVID. No, I think you know exactly where the fucking truck is. Like. That's not how businesses operate. Like, whatever. Like, I get that a truck could be stolen off a lot. That would happen sometimes where, like, a dealership would call us up when I was at Van Nuys and be like, yeah, we're, we got, we want to report like three trucks stolen because we did an inventory. We're missing like three trucks. I mean, that happens sometimes, but like, if it's being shipped. So, anyway. So, we have a quiz. Nick, you want to take a quiz? I don't want to make this the angry complaining <sighs> you know, episode. I've, Is this episode too angry and complaining? <laughs> it's uh, been enjoyable so far for me. Uh, I you killed know, I've done this twice killed, before, I, and I, I don't think I have an option. So I, oh, no, I, you I mean, it is both. optional, quote-unquote. And the other option is who you pick, right? You can pick me to help you. Ooh, or Jason I'm going to I'm gonna strongly suggest ah. you don't pick Jason. Oh. Jason's going through. Uh, he see, feels like he's on. good at reading. No, Jason's <clears throat> struggling to stay coherent. So nice. the uh, the uh, the the last couple episodes I've listened to, it, it, there seems to be a theme. Somebody knows a lot about World War II, like American Civil War. I'm pretty sure that's Jason. So I'm gonna that's pick right. Jason. No oh, fuck. On my team. Nice. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so I'm reading. Oh. Nice. <sighs> Got we got speed. Hey, we got this, buddy. And you're on. much. You're you're gonna get more answers than me, so it's all good. And this was a blitz well, podcast. You're quiz. gonna you're gonna need to cover like 1950 to 1972. I can I can do that. So it's the blitz That's podcast the- <laughs> quiz because he had five <laughs> seconds to make it. And and considering all of the history that is covered, those uh, 28 years or whatever is. Is not much, considering we're going back to the well. And let's be BCs. honest, most of the questions are going to be like some shit that we can't pronounce, and if we right. don't know it, then fuck yeah. it. Like, Move yeah, on. But, yeah, but Jason, you know, Jason, I think during your period, like a lot more people were alive, so <laughs> I think true. it encompasses that's a much larger population. 
I appreciate that. Exactly. Uh, come on. I don't know all the Scipio. That's right. Yeah. All that dumb dead language stuff. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, first is time for name that opposing commander. And a special medal goes out to Braxton. I think we're going to put Braxton on the coin this time because this was by far his best performance. I think maybe the uh, intern is going to get on the coin for this one. Godspeed. The intern, may, I'm taking a message, and I'm going to crumple it up and put it in my silver glass for Dave tomorrow morning. The intern should be, because <laughs> I don't listen to the podcast. Future Dave. That's right. Future Dave. Intern should be on the coin. Okay. Anyway. Was this based on the amount of time that he had to create an actual quiz? Yeah, I, I think I emailed him at 2 a.m. last night. So this is going to be one of our best quizzes ever. The Battle of Bakula. And it's not Scott Bakula, it's Bakula. B A E C U L A. My commander is Hastrobal Barca. Hastrobal Barca. 208 BC. Who's your commander? You got any idea, Jason? <laughs> I got nothing. No Scott Bakula for me. <laughs> I, I mean, this is. Uh, I, I'm just going to have to say I don't know. If you don't know the answer, play more SPQR. Yeah. Uh, that is Braxton in a sentence. It's actually the more yeah, – yeah. and, and, and Nick, I won't ask Jason this, but it is the more obvious Roman commander. Julius Caesar. Oh, Jesus. Okay, that's wrong. I'm working that wrong. wrong. <laughs> the answer was Scipio Africanus. I thought you might get that one there, but whatever. Oh, All right. oh, Battle of Tagane, oh, five five two A.D. Our commanders, King Totilla. Who's your commander? Oh, Jesus! Can I just mark this wrong? <laughs> yes. What is? Where? <laughs> yeah. where, where does right. this battle happen? Uh, what is Tagane? <laughs> don't know. It's, it says, "Don't know the answer." Play more cataphract. It's obviously in the east. Okay. I love. I so is this it's... like India? <laughs> I have no I, idea. Five fifty two. You're King Cotilla. Away. What do you who, feel who, like? Who the hell was? A, what is this like? I have no idea. What, right, what did already, you say? I already marked it wrong. I already marked okay, it wrong. Yeah. Narciss is the Narciss is the other. All right. That okay. doesn't even help. Here's something you guys should know: Battle of Bosworth, 1485 A.D. Our, your commander, or our commander, is Richard the Third. Who's your commander? Battle of Bosworth. Okay, I think I know this one, Jason. You gotta talk yeah. me through it though. Here, so yeah, this I, is I, a. Uh, this is a good one. I, no, I, I, I think, think I do too. The, the, this, I think this, this Shakespeare play. This is this is this is one of yeah. I this is Henry, this is one of the small pockets of history I care about. Yeah, it, it's a. Tutor, I think it's the, isn't I it? think it's the big one. I think it's the big Henry tutor. VIII. Henry VIII. Mm, no, mm, no. Okay, Dave's giving just, us. A... Let's just go, Hen Henry tu Tudor. Yeah, there we go. We'll take it. Yay! We're recording. <laughs> yeah, all those uh, Henry all those Tudor English battle battles around the. That's right. There we go. The, around the Scots. Henry something. Into yeah. Yep. So you're into those, Jason? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. my heritage is. Relatively Scottish. I'll meet you in prison in ten years. You're not going to appreciate Fair. any history nope. of any well, no, experience. It's pretty damn good. It is. Right. It's excellent. Battle of Guilford Courthouse, 1781. 
Our oh. commander is Charles Cornwallis. Who's your commander? Oh, I'm listening to... Uh, He's an underappreciated uh, American commander. Yeah, I'm listening to the Atkinson my, my, book on this right now. So, Jason, I'm talking to you right now. Is it... Uh, I love the, level, I love the drunkenness between you two. You really <laughs> I think this is going to be strong. This is going to be strong. I think it's green. <laughs> do, you, do you know it? I think it's green. Green? Let's yeah. go with it. All right, I'll take it. High Nathaniel confidence Green. level. Nathaniel Green. Good job. Boom. Boom. Oh, this is a. Let's get into a, Vietnam. Is this, no, this uh, one's a, this one's a slam dunk. DNB two. No, this one's a slam dunk. It's called Operation Battle hey, of Nashville, okay eighteen sixty four. So Operation Battle of Nashville, eighteen sixty four. My commander is John Bell Hood. Okay. Problematic. Uh, who's your commander? Yours is Hood. Oh, that would be Thomas. Oh, I've scored it. Nice. I that one. That's that's like me. I know Nick is gonna like. I'm the same way with the Civil War battles. <laughs> just, just chuck it off. And and I uh, just just a couple months ago, I just read uh, the Last Hurrah of the Confederacy or whatever that book is about that campaign. Great freaking book. Yeah, and it was not a great campaign by Hood. Though his generals were also shit. So it turned out that it really didn't matter who was in charge of that army. The supported commanders were terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, at that point in the war, I think it was, uh, there had been some some losses that had been felt. Yeah, Hardy's good. Claiborne's good. After that, it really falls off. All right, so. Oh, Hardy was kicked out. He wasn't even in that campaign. I know, he was I know, but he, but he was. I, maybe he should have been better than he was too earlier, but he was solid. All right, so here we go. Uh, name the war or military conflict that each listed battle is associated with. The Battle of the Metaurus. M-E-T-A-U-R-U-S. I got nothing. Taurus. Is there a year? Oh, you do? Go for it, Jason. No, I got nothing. I have no idea. Uh, so I, I wrote it. M-E-T-A. Do we get a... No, just give up. You never get <laughs> a million years. Fair. The, the first yes. crusade. Nope. Second Punic War. All right. Anyway, Battle of Barnett. B-A-R-N-E-T. Evil Jack's basement. I think that's the War of the Roses. That is correct. Pretty nice. War of the that's, Roses. Uh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Battle of Breslau. B R E S L A U. Breslau. Sounds German. Uh, I think that's somewhere in Slavic states, is it not? Well, we need a we need a, a war or military conflict. You got anything, Jason? No. Thanks for asking, though. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for the courtesy. It didn't have operation in front of it, but that was fine. Right, right. There's no linebacker. Operation Breslau. Uh, let's go with uh, let's go with the Seven Years' War. Holy shit! What a fucking you pulled that, that out of your wow. ass. You totally pulled that out of your ass. Oh. I All am right. a god. All right. Wow. <laughs> that was the best guess I might have seen in the entire history of the podcast. All right. Uh, next is the Battle of Mars Latour. <laughs> Mars Latour. Or Mar Latour. Spelled M A R S L A T O U R. 
there are if you're familiar with this period people are screaming in their cars right now for this one what war is it part I, of? jason i'm thinking world war one that's what i would say too i was thinking world war yeah all that french shit yeah, I mean, I don't know it. The only other thing I would think was maybe uh, the Franco-Prussian. I mean, that shit happened in that area too, I think. But uh, let's go World War One. There's the name. I'll give you a little name for it. Do you go World War One? Incorrect. Franco-Prussian War. <laughs> it was the critical fight that cut off the uh, French army as it was trying to retreat from the Prussians. And uh, they eventually were holed up in the Fortress of Metz. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. The next is the Battle of Mukden. M-U-K-D-E-N. Now, this is a sleeper. I think people might get this one. Who might get this one? People. Mm. One of the two people listening. Jason <laughs> might get, get this one. Mukden. The Battle of Mukden. Hmm. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look hmm. familiar to me. I would not have gotten this one. Uh, I get the sense I've maybe heard it, but I don't think I can put my finger on it. Let's pass. say, uh, uh, let's throw a dart. Let's throw a dart. Let's go. Uh, shit, what's the war that happened after? Uh, let's go World War One. whatever. Nice. World War One. Nice. Oh, you just missed it. Yep. It's the Russo-Japanese War. Ah, I thought you were going to zero in on it. <laughs> you were trying to... I, no, I was kind of like, like... What's the next I war? I'm like, oh, shit. Somewhere. I'm like, shit, that actually is the next war. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe there's a Boer War somewhere in there, but whatever. Yeah. All right. Nice. So, so next is... So right now I'm looking at... We have three, four, five, six correct... Hey, that's good. not bad. All right. It's time for name that opposing belligerent jackass. Let's see three. There's someone. So I'm going to tell you a battle. I'm going to tell you which side fought on one side. You have to tell me the side that fought on the other. The first is the Battle of Gagamela, 331 BC. It's oh, the Achaemenid Persian Empire. Who fought against them? Might be on your own in this one, Nick. <sighs> well, this is not my wheel. It's some hard, but, uh, Jason, uh, Jason sounds like some hardcore this. history shit. Jason doesn't recognize that anything existed before like... Christ was born. <laughs> well, well, no. Before <laughs> I was born. <laughs> <laughs> BJ time. It's BJ time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so uh, Jason, how good. do you what is what is BJ? What? What's what's zero BJ? Is that like seventy-three? No, oh, oh I no. I, I'm what, what, I'm after that. I was born so, in eighty one. Oh my god, so young. So nineteen eighty one is BJ. No. So so I was born uh like, eleven eleven. AJ. Yeah. Well yeah, I guess yeah, I guess eleven. Huh? <laughs> I always think we're ten years I I, I thought our birthdays were closer. Because I always oh, think no. you're exactly ten years older than me. I know, dude, I'm fifty this year. Yeah. I know. My youthful exuberance, it's good. Yeah. It's an I would like to tell liver. people that I'm uh that I've experienced the eighties, but I was alive for like 
23 days. So, <laughs> but I was still there. Yep. So, so now everyone knows 1981. So it counts. 1981 is zero BJ. I, 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 I need to figure out a way to bleep this out of <laughs> well, the rest it, of this it's, podcast. It's, it's the year of the baseball strike. That's how I remember. The, the yep. Dodgers finally fucking yep. won a World Series in 1981. All right, good. All right. That's that'll be our time from now on. We'll, we'll always measure time battle that way. BJ or AJ? <sighs> no. I'd rather be BJ than AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking blowjobs or anal juices. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it works. It works yep. work great. <laughs> yep. All right. So, Battle of Gagamella, a K made Empire. This sounds like some Dan Carlin shit, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. And yeah, so, I'm, so if I'm going to be strict think, about the dates, Gagamella was fought about 2300 BJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of BJ. Feel, uh, 331 Jason. BC. <laughs> yep. Matt. Uh, I have a question. Do yeah. you you're choosing like a is, nation I see, or a side that fought them? I'm thinking like Ma- yeah. Uh, I was gonna say Macedonians. Well, are you gonna say it, or is that gonna be your guess? Ah, uh, that that sounds like the same kind of era. Dude, it was a long no time idea, ago. It's like at least yes. it's at least it's, al- it's almost twenty three hundred BJ. So a lot, a lot of BJs ago. ago. All right, you are correct. <laughs> oh, it's the Hellenic League or Macedonia. Next is the battle. Hey, there we of go. Hel- now, would would Greeks have been accepted as well? Because that's why I was going to ask. No, well, the Hellenic League probably. Yeah. Yeah. So next is the Battle of Haran. H a r r a n eleven o four. It's about 770 BJ. (laughs) (laughs) It's never getting over. So this is a Crusades. Yes, probably. Yeah. Um, Oh, oh, yeah. So we're the Crusaders. Who are you? Uh, The Turks, right? We're either the the Muslims. uh, The type of Turk. Turk. We're either the Seljuks or the Fatimids would be my guesses. Um, the first crusade damn the turks were there too though i think they were maybe the Seljuks. all right is there something is that your pick uh yeah that's the first thing that comes to mind let's go with them that's correct jesus oh oh my god the next i need to get into next uh book club the next is the battle of blenheim (laughs) The Battle of Blenheim was fought in 297 (laughs) BJ. What is that? uh, What is that? Regular time. 1704 for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. (laughs) 1704. That guy. I should have never said what year I was born. Well, that's the best. I'm using that every time. 277 BJ. I hate this so much. I, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm amazed that you're able to do the math that quick, unless you have a calculator right there. God bless. Yeah. Well, this is how I, I, I this is how I antagonize car dealers. <laughs> there was a I'm question. Like, what was I'm the like, question? That's not the, I'm, I'll be like, that's not the prime rate. Like, what's the lease on this thing? You know, you're wrong. That's not the lending rate. <laughs> I start whipping out my calculator. All right. Blenheim, Battle of Blenheim. Oh, sorry. 
<laughs> I guess I should do the question. Uh, I'm England. Yeah, yeah. Who who are we fighting? Who are you fighting against? We're, I'm England. Who are you? Battle of Blenheim, 1704. Blenheim. I, I was so enamored with the date, I forgot the actual point of the question. <laughs> Uh, Jason the gut says maybe the Prussian or no, the French. I have no idea. Seventeen four. This is way before Jason was born. I, I, don't, I don't even know what war this was. How can you even expect Jason to know what I've happened had, back then? Yeah. So long ago. This is way before. <laughs> anything after nineteen eighty one, he's on top of. Basically anything after, yeah, no, but not even then. Mm. Even like even Vietnam stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know so, the name of that operation. Battle of Blenheim, 1704. I'm the English. Who are you? Where the fuck is even Blenheim? That sounds like it's in England. It sounds who the hell would have attacked England? I have no idea. So, so Mike, Mike's thing was uh, when I talked to Hollywood, Mike, <laughs> yeah, Hollywood. he was, so we're hanging out and he's like, yeah, he goes, the only reason I found out about you guys is because I would listen to War Games to Go, and he mentioned that he had played a game with you, and you had another podcast. He goes, so I listened to your podcast. He goes, and I started listening, and he goes, I would just, like, start fucking laughing in the middle of your podcast. <laughs> yeah, so good dude. Really great guy. Um, let's, uh, I feel like the English were eternally battling the French, so let's just go with the French. So yeah, France. yeah, that's correct. Kingdom of France. France. You got it right. Battle Blenheim. This, wow. is, Duke of, this is Duke of Marlborough territory. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Boom. The Boom. Next Here we go. The battle. Of, the Battle of Wavre, eighteen fifteen. On the French. Who are you? Battle of Wavre, eighteen fifteen. Ooh, this is this is definitely some Napoleonic shit here. For sure. It's probably. It, it, that could be anybody. Could be the English. Could be the Russians. Could be the Prussians. Could be the Austrians. Hmm. Wavre. Let's go. Uh, well, you got any? You you feeling anything? I have no idea. No. What's your gut tell you? <laughs> Don't ask. My my gut tells me rum. That's right. <laughs> sleepy, sleepy, sleepy time. Now we're just sleepy time. To, to quote a man, uh, my gut has shit for brains. <laughs> Let's it's go accurate. with. Uh... Let's go with the Prussians. I feel like there's got to be a Prussian guess in here somewhere. Correct. You got it right. Jesus You're Christ! Four right now. What the fuck, <laughs> man? Just raging through this. Next one is the Battle of Puebla, eighteen sixty-two. I'm the Mexicans. <sighs> Who are you? Battle of Puebla, 1862. I'm the Mexicans. Got to so, be the French because Maximilian yeah, is, was put yeah, in yeah, place yeah. in Mexico. I would yeah. think, and I think that's, uh, that's pretend, you're, you're, yeah. you're correct. Exactly right. You, got, yeah. you nailed it. I'll, I'll drink right. a margarita of that. So the next is bonus. So, uh, <laughs> Jason, uh, do we want to step stop for drinks for bonus? We want to keep going. Uh, we could, we could, we could pause. Let's do a drink break. Do we need a pause? Bonus. Okay, let's go. Drink break. Drink break. Did you get into the cooler? So you stick into the mic plan? Yeah.
it's <laughs> it's it's not going to go well. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, I think in an hour I'm going to be pretty shit faced. Oh, good. This but is going to be a good podcast. Yeah, though. but I, I I think I've earned being hungover on Father's Day. I, I've been good this year. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely leaning more to the Jack Dempsey approach where I'm just like, just leave me alone for Father's Day. Like, <laughs> I don't want anything. Just because uh, my wife's like, well, what do you want to do? Like, I'm just like, just nothing. Stop asking me the questions that you're asking me right now. That's what I want. Yeah. I asked for a pen. I will say it is nice that uh, it is what eight forty eight your guys's time right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But don't worry. Maybe yeah, once it's, we it's move, almost it's getting pretty close to midnight here. Once we move more towards the interior, I think uh, we might have more of a, a reasonable assessment. Yeah, that's one of my. I I like Dallas, but I also really really like the idea of being in Central Time. So my daughter, we were at the table the other day. My daughter's like, Daddy, she just got her phone. She's like, I listened to your podcast for a little while, and you're really funny. I really like it. I'm like, do not uh, ever listen. To and she started just crying. I went, I went apeshit. I'm like, you don't listen to that podcast? You don't listen to Advance After Combat? Like, and she's crying because she was kind of like trying to – And I, I really respect my wife. My wife was kind of like – she goes, look. That is your dad's time to hang out with his friends and have private time with his friends. She goes, I don't listen in on that because that's his private time with the people that he's friends with. So we don't eavesdrop on that. I was like, well, that's cool. Well done. Yes. For her because she's got that's pretty awesome. She's got the phone and everything. So she's starting to get into YouTube and she's so she thinks, oh, my dad is like a person. I'm like, no, that's not. Believe me. That's not (laughs) what we're doing. (laughs) We're not doing any of the YouTube shit or any of that stuff. But like, you know, she's seen me with a t shirt. So she knows about the podcast. So she and she was like, I really liked it. She goes, I listen like the then she's trying to tell me, I want to listen like the I'm like, I don't even care. Like, just stop. Don't do it again. So. What's nice is since this is the only podcast I listen to, uh, you know, parenting wise, I've got both you guys on speed dial for certain <laughs> That's situations. Right. Yep. I can just yep. easily text Dave, That's easily right. text Jason. Oh, yep. here we go. Yep. How would yep. you handle this situation? Right. And I feel like between the two of you, I'm going to get two different approaches. Yeah, to it's going to be left now, turn, right turn. Good. For those. It's good. And I'll, I'll tell you how I would react and how my wife would react. And then somewhere in the middle is the right answer. I'm just going to tell you, I've said it before. I watched at ACCon when Jason was talking about stuff that he does with his kids, and C-Rack looked like he was about to fucking lose his mind. Like, he was about to have a heart attack. <laughs> oh, because, because I'm... You're a little bit yeah. more than, like, C-Rack so, was like, I like, looked at him, and his eyes were like, giant, my, like saucers. My, so my daughter's 18, and she's, my ex is out of town. My daughter is house-sitting for them. And my wife is like, do you think she might be having a party? I was like, uh, she's I, definitely having a boy over. I don't care. Like, she, she could oh fuck Lord. whoever she wants. Lord, she's oh an Lord. adult. I don't care. I don't oh care. God. Oh my god, I'm not there yet. Go fuck. Go fuck, please. Oh Lord, now's the time. So yeah, so there's, so there's two forks in the road. Right? Now's the time. So, so there's that. I think that I, could, I know. I, th- I think I think basically, if we could say there was a, sign, she's 18. But if so, when you have teenagers. And there's a that fork is, in the that road. That's true. I mean, she's she's college age, you know. Right. Yeah, she's literally in college. Got it. There's a there's a fork in the literally. road. Literally, the fork says time to fuck. 
One way is Jason's way, and one way is my way. Yeah, she can do what she wants. Were you, Dave? Yeah. At this, point, I wasn't my daughter. I was a guy. Wow. <laughs> See, way. okay, that's hypocritical. Of course, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I was stealing cars, doing, hey guys, doing, and selling uh, drugs. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I was into yeah. so much bad shit. I want to. Be honest with I you, want my I daughters to be better than I was. Well, she's better than me because she's not doing those other two things. She's <laughs> only she's two only fucking three. She's only bad. fucking. Yeah, that's fine. That's fair. <laughs> no, but I know. I mean, basically, don't all the eff- don't steal cars. No, all the efforts of my uh, girlfriend's parents to keep me from fucking her just meant I had to fuck her in weird places. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Yeah, you're at a park. <laughs> Behind That's a right. garbage can. We're gonna yeah. fight somewhere. We're gonna fight somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like we had a we had a scene where like my with my dad, I had a girlfriend and like uh I got in trouble because I was throwing condoms in the toilet and I guess he had a fucking uh uh septic tank oh, so it got caught up no, in something no. so no no so then with my girlfriend i was throwing the condoms in the trash i didn't know they had a little dog that ran out and grabbed the condoms and threw them oh, all over Jesus mom's bed Christ. used condoms <laughs> from me yeah <laughs> out of the trash can. there you go See? i thought I, I thought i was being a good guest <laughs> and, and how old were you uh, 17 18 mm-hmm. yeah so yeah exactly. the guy i was Ex- the guy nope nope that's a double standard. So yeah. no, it is it's, because one of them has the bun in the oven. It's, the other one doesn't. Yeah, I know. I, I get it. It's, <laughs> yeah, as the father of an eighteen-year-old daughter, I understand. But Look, if, if but it on, shouldn't if, be that honestly. Way. Uh, truthfully, if they're on, um, uh, they can't get pregnant, and they're on, they're practicing safe sex as far as like STDs. That's fine. But also, now's the time. So, Jason, just, not just, to get really off topic, but uh, and my opinions who, are my easier opinions. to raise, the boy or the girls? Oh, boys for sure. Oh, ah, uh, so yes, to raise the girl, the the girl was way harder, right? Because there's there's a lot more attitude. She was also your right? Yeah, and she, she was, was my older. first, she, and she's, she's old, my she's she, older, right? So. And she's very precocious. Like she's a very intel. She's always been very intelligent. Like she was yeah. young and just aware of everything. And she and went through a lot. And, and she's a cutie, cutie pie, which is she dangerous. Was, she's fucking yeah. yeah she's really so she cute. was five when her, when her when her mom and I got divorced, and she's just aware of everything. And so she's just she's very right. aware, and so that makes it a little bit harder. Um, and boys are more rambunctious and they're, they're harder to deal with, um, like day to day, but they're easier to raise is what I would say. Like Cameron is, is four and he never shuts up. Like, it's just always (laughs) high energy, energy. just, yeah. And he's, and it's, and it's great. It's beautiful. And if I was 10 years younger, it would be so much fun. Because he's making up like dinosaur names in Latin in a way that's like he's he's so much smarter than than I ever was. Um, but it's crap, also yeah. it's also like I just want to you get want drunk to sit there on the couch to, uh, and not right. engage. Yeah, yeah because Jason, at this because point, I'm just, at, because at I'm point, lazy. At this point, Jason's thirty thirty nine AJ. Basically, are you thirty nine AJ at this point? <laughs> Yeah, but really, like, AJ. but really, I'm like 52. And I just <laughs> like want to be. I just <laughs> like world yeah. years. I, I just want to be in a in a wood paneled rumpus room, 
uh, with a dry bar, not paying attention. Nice. And he just wants to be engaged. And 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 I, I I'm better about it right now than I've than I've been in the past. Um, but to answer your question, girls are way harder to well, my, raise, my, but that, right. boys are. That's what like, I've heard from day to day. Is just. They're just high energy. Plus, plus, my girls are kind of like squares. My girls are very like innocent. Yeah, that's not Tessa, which is is good (laughs) and bad. Like we, I had them watching Rick and Morty today. Like, uh, because I let my oldest occasionally watch Rick and Morty, and there's cursing. So at some point, Rick is. It's a scene where they fucks the planet, and so Rick's like, "Oh yeah, I fuck this planet." And my youngest one goes, (laughs) "How did he kiss the planet?" Looking at her, like, sweetheart. I'm like, oh, you don't even know what that is. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> so Aaron, Aaron told me it today, and this this is a conversation we've had a few a few times. But when Tessa was five, um, we were living in an apartment. It was it, Aaron and I were dating. Uh, it was before we were living together, and I was smoking at the time because I was single and I was stressed out, and I was so I was smoking. And Tessa came out of her bedroom like at two o'clock in the morning. I was on the patio smoking. And she saw me. Yeah, plus like, also you did, you're a veteran, right? You you fought. And yes. all yeah. veterans fucking when you're in war you fight. Like you like you smoke cigarettes. Who gives a fuck? Right. <laughs> right. You might not live so, till tomorrow. Right. <laughs> exactly. And and when you're in the military, if you if you're not smoking, you can't just stand around. Right. Because if someone sees you standing there, it's like, right. what the fuck are you doing? But if you're smoking, it's fine. So I, yes, I had just come back. I was like probably a year out from coming back from Iraq. So I'm smoking on the patio, camel wides and Tessa comes out from her bedroom, to, you know, to be comforted in the middle of the night. Cause she had a bad dream or whatever. And I'm smoking and it destroyed her like it, you know, and, and as the father oh, the of a daughter, she saw you ooh, smoking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because I didn't yeah. smoke, you know, she didn't know I smoked and I, they teach them in school like smoking is it's horrible. The it's the worst. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah, you're, yeah. You're. And you know, you see your daughter's heart just broken like that. And so she she told Aaron about that. She's 18 years old. This was 13 years ago, and she still remembers it. So it's one of those things. Like, oh, it's like a devastating experience. Yeah. Like my oh, my that. middle That's son. Bullshit. My oh, middle bullshit. son. You know, trauma from a year ago he wouldn't remember, let alone thirteen years ago. Well now that I'm I'm home, I dip in front of the kids. Like like I'll be playing a video game dipping on the computer dipping. <laughs> How like, they feel. Well like they're like my daughter's like, What do you what's in your mouth? I'm like bubble gum. And Daddy's just spitting into this cup. <laughs> I just lie. Do I they do they believe you? I, uh, I... They don't even know what dip is, so they don't understand it at all. <sighs> I mean, guys, I'm genuinely interested in this because uh, things have been flying quick and fast at me here for the last year. Yeah. It's like, like no. Nick, do you, do, you I dip, mean, it's, do you dip at all? No. I mean, I'll occasionally have a cigarette hang from my upper lip like a walrus. Oh, no, I've seen that. that I've, I mean, seen, I've seen that happen. <laughs> it's a good look. Uh, no, I don't. That's, see, around here, I would fit in perfectly fine if I did, but... Uh, it's i like a good cigar occasionally but uh there you go well i've I've gone from only dipping on the way back and forth to work and then i was casually dipping like i might have a computer game on my wife would come in i'm like yeah i'm dipping she's like are you dipping again now it's just like yeah i'm fucking dipping now i dip all the time all right so we have bonus questions oh there's bonus 
Oh, yeah. So um, it's bonus time. I'm confused as to what the bonus is. Like, how does the bonus work, Jason? So, Dave, just just to fill you in, I don't know if you know, but so there's this quiz, right? And we ask some questions to, to the guest host. And the, and the questions come and go, and the answers are incorrect or correct, and, and we go about our business. The bonus questions go right after the last regular question, and those questions are also either incorrect or correct. Um, and they also count um, for or against the guest host as the other questions, but these ones are bonus. Okay. Yep. I'm so, confused. So they're like uh, they're they're added bonus, um, like like adding to um, ipso facto, uh, but they also and this isn't part of the bonus, you know, capital B ness of this whole thing. Um, they also count against the guest host if they're incorrect. This sounds like the same shit I was dealing with in the dealership. Yeah, I'm calling yes. the fucking sales manager. That's right. That's let's it. let's get the I'm regional manager the manager on the on the horn. This is typically my favorite part of the podcast right here. So I'm <laughs> the, just, the I'm explanation. Right so wow. then it, the bonus questions. That says a lot about Nick. Okay, are, you know, they're 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 an added <laughs> extra. They're they're a, a sousan. To, to the remainder wow. of call, call to back get, to his army chef days, <laughs> army cook days. To get French, can you put? Can you spell that in the in the chat, please? I, I cannot. S o u s o n, maybe. Um, so it's it's kind of a it, kind yeah. Of, it's it's the French version of SOS. American, right. we call it that's shit right. on the shingle. That's right. Susan. It's 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 a nice uh, hearty after meal. It's like it's like a dessert to the quiz. Yeah, mirrored and little. A mere poage. <laughs> All right, wow. Let's get into it. So there's bonus. Wow. So this is Jesus Christ. And so just it's been clear, two hours. I'm so ready. J- Jason, it's been two hours. Just to be clear, these aren't extra. extra. <laughs> they're not extra. Okay, good. No, they're not said. extra. They're bonus. Okay, good. <laughs> So name the war campaign battle or operation that each listed military persona is known for commanding or commanding in. So basically, I'm going to tell you a general, and you're going to tell me what war they fought in. Pericles. Peloponnesian Wars. Oh, nailed it. (laughs) What'd you say, Nick? (laughs) I said we're going to fuck this up. Fuck yeah. And you, you just nailed it. Raymond the Fourth of Toulouse. I got nothing. Ah, oh, uh, just by the long title, yes, you can like, guess. So wait, what? What? It, hold on, Dave. I'll be honest. I wasn't really what, what, war, what the category was. What, what war campaign, battle, or operation did he fight in? Raymond the Fourth of Toulouse. What war did he fight in? What war uh, one of the Crusades. Do I have to guess the one? You do. Do I have to? Guess which crusade? Uh, oh boy, oh boy. Let's say uh, the first crusade. You got it. Nailed it. Wow. There's <gasps> a lot of good scores. Uh, next is George Monroe. M O N R O. What battle or siege did he fight in? George Monroe. M O N R O. I have no idea. 
Uh, is this Amrev? Is this Civil War? What is this? I have no idea. Not going to answer that question. I feel like George George Monroe is very easy. I'm gonna. He said wars like siege. Was it Saratoga? Kind of. No, maybe it says, it says what battle or siege did he fight in? George Monroe, and it's interesting because the name has no e at the end. M O N R O. Hmm. That might be a typo. I'm not sure, but it's there. I got nothing. Uh, let's, uh, I don't know, was Saratoga even a siege? I feel like the siege is throwing me off here. And I'm probably not even close anyway, so let's, uh, let's go Fort Ticonderoga. Nope, it's the siege of Fort William Henry. Don't know what that <laughs> is. Next is, uh, yeah, Co no Cochise. Cochise. Which war? Ooh. C-H-O-C-H-I-S-E. So this would have been post-Civil War, I believe. Mm -hmm. Oh, this yeah. would have been... Uh, so this is like when George Crook's running around down there. I mean, it's the American Indian Wars. I don't know if there's a specific... I don't know. I guess that's he's what I'm Apache, saying. Right? I can't nail. I, I believe the Apache Wars. He was, he... Yeah. Well, let's go with it. I like it. All right. So, what's the guess? Uh, the Apache Wars. Correct. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, go. I know from that America really, a little bit. That was really far, BJ. Too. That's really good. That was a, well, that was a long time ago. He doesn't range that's... that far, BJ. Right. I think uh, I think my I have pick was, I have has been correct so far. Next is Alexander Samsonov. What battle? <laughs> I got nothing. He sounds Russian. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Alexander uh, Samsonov. What battle? what battle did he fight in? Um, my uh, initial reader commanded is that perhaps. Command yeah, he commanded. He was uh, commanded? the. The Russian general that uh, maybe he jacked up. What was the first battle that the Germans? Oh, what the hell is it called? In the, in, the, in the spirit of Jason, I'm going to tell you that you're you're warm. You're on the right track. Taking World War One. Yeah, my guess would be Tannenberg. Is what I'm gonna maybe mm. it's. I think it's called like something of the lakes, or there's another battle of like something of the lakes, maybe. Do you have any idea? No, Tannenberg sounds familiar, but I don't. I don't have anything inside of that. Well, let's just say Tannenberg. I, I can't be further than that. Is that your guess, Tannenberg? I mean, if if. Final uh, answer. If it's the right guess, then yes, that's my guess. Yep, that's you got it. correct. Wow, correct. Jesus Christ! Fourteen <laughs> out of I score fourteen out of twenty. Wow, that is a strong. strong that might score. that might be a wreck. That that might be one of the best we've yeah. ever had. Jesus, if we kept track. I yeah, and we don't. There we go. Nicely yeah. done. Great job. I. Done it without you, Jason. You know a lot about stuff that no one gives a shit about. Wow, good job. Yeah, <laughs> nicely done, Nick. Jesus.
Good job. I think I had three of those. That was impressive. I think that deserves a uh, a large chug from this beer I just pulled out of my cooler. Oh, what are you going to go what, for? What is break? it? Because I'll do a drink break for a drink break. <laughs> you can go for it. I'll go for it. So, Jason, you can so I, uh, I, had to, I had to return a keg to the liquor store today, so I figured I'd pick up a Pilsner. Is that local? Uh, let's see here. It's, no, it's Founders. I think it's a Michigan brewery. Okay. Just uh, yeah, American Founders. Hot Pilsner. Very nice. Literally just called Pilsner. Nothing special about it, but it's very. I'm, very I'm typically easy. a beer guy. Typically a beer guy. It's safer that way. I I like liquor, but uh, as we've seen at uh, Donkey Kong at certain conventions. That's certain conventions, or SwoleCon, if you will, I yep. mean, depending on your allegiance. Depending on who you ask. I just, uh, because I'm, I don't know how Dave would feel about this, but I'm almost 40 now, and beer just doesn't sit super well. I, I feel like that's a theme, though. I've heard that multiple people as they age. Yeah. So now I just drink a bunch of rum and gin and whiskey. Which is a problem is I'm not enough to be able to handle that. (laughs) I thought, uh, you know, maybe getting engaged, buying a new home, getting married, I would mature. Wrong. You'll get there. Apparently I'm still the same person. You'll get there. Yeah. It's one of those things like, yeah, it's... I don't know. It's it's one of those things that I struggle with is and not to get too deep, but you know, you always feel like you're eighteen or whatever, or twenty, you know, like no matter how many yep. how well, well I do that's... professionally, it it always kinda of feels like ah, you know, I like I, I, I'm killing it. I know exactly what I'm doing. Um yep. but it's you know that that uh, imposter syndrome kind of thing. I will say it helps having a uh, good person at your side, though. I mean, I'm yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm so uh, so happy that I mean, Katie's she's literally the coolest person I think I've ever met in my life. Without getting too deep, sure. She um, and you proposed while you guys were she goes fishing, everywhere which, with me. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we're sitting in the middle of a river, and so what I did last summer is I said, "Hey, I'm gonna put my efforts into teaching you one thing here. You're either gonna learn how to fly fish." Or we're going to teach you how to golf and be relatively decent so I can actually, like, take you out and you can shoot a decent score. So she chose fishing. And I kind of had in the back of my mind, like, it was like, okay, I'm going to book a trip for September. Kind of with the notion that, you know, if things are going well, that's when I'm going to pull the trigger on it. And she actually found the fucking receipt for the diamond <laughs> that I bought her. So it was like, oh, okay. I mean, she knew it was coming, but it, it was funny regardless. And that and that's us. I mean, we don't, she's not, she's the most low maintenance, easy going, chill, down to earth person I've ever met in my life. And it's, it's just cool. That's great. Yeah. That's all you need. It's down to earth. And I can be like, hey, let's uh, go to Corinth, Mississippi. And she's like, okay, what's there? <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, uh, 
nothing really, but uh, yeah, we'll a, stay somewhere and we'll find couple, something to do. And she's like, couple, okay, I'm in. A couple things happened, uh, you know, a couple hundred, hundred years ago or so, but don't worry about it. Her big thing is she's big into uh, she wants she wants to go to Hawaii, and I'm just like, God damn, I can't spend 14 hours on a plane. I I almost refuse to do it. That sounds miserable. <laughs> it might be worth it on the other side. Uh, just, I don't know. I had a buddy that was down there. Spend like a week there, and then it's you know, 12 hours there, 12 hours back over the course of a week. I, I feel like if deal. we had to do it. I'd make it two weeks if we went. There you go. What? There you go. But the Caribbean is so much more accessible. I feel like that's that's the place to be. That's fair. And and Maui's by far the best island. So go there all, all sure. the time. That's yep. where I say every time. Maui you, full have time. Have you been to Hawaii multiple times, Dave? Maui every time. My, and my wife is a flight attendant, so she flew to Hawaii all the time. So she's very familiar with all the islands. But Maui is the place that's the best. How long is it from uh, like L.A. to there? Eight five? hours? No, four or five hours. Oh, really? Yeah. That's it? Yeah, from, yeah you from, said 14. From, that doesn't yeah, sound from right. Indianapolis, you're looking at like nine or ten hours flights. Well, maybe I was just extrapolating it. It, it might it might even be less. Up. It might be three <laughs> hours to get to LAX, and then probably five hours to get to Hawaii. We we just went on a trip out there because we're like, if we're moving, let's go to Hawaii now, so we don't like sure. this is the yeah. chance to go. Yeah. But yeah, dude, it's Maui's yeah. place to go. You want to go to Maui for sure? Let's fucking drink and chill out. Up by Lahaina, get up by Lahaina on Lahaina? the shore. Yeah, yep. eat some pork. It's the best. Yeah. yeah, relax. I feel like I'd I'd rather take my ass to Cuba. I'm Ugh. going out to Cuba. No, bad idea. <laughs> Terrible idea. Send me to Havana. Uh, yeah. Or let Part, us know I'd how have it a great turns time out. There. I mean, great experiment. Let's see what happens. That is that that sounds like a great experiment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, report back. Report back. Let us know how it goes. Please, please report back. We're not providing hey, ransom. I saw Anthony Bourdain go there, and it looked great. Yeah, it, look what happened. It does to him. look good. Look, look where he turned out. He <laughs> yeah. was that's, like my favorite person in the world. That's, that's unfortunate. That, that's a that's a weird extrapolation. Well, but. I mean, like he went to Cuba. Now look where he is. <laughs> Ipso facto. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I mean, prove that that's not why. Oh boy! Oh boy! Sure. <laughs> if it, if only it was the other the the weird food guy. Oh, the fat guy? Yeah. Do you not yeah. like oh, The guy with the blonde Andrew hair. Just, yeah, oh, yeah. Just it's, fuck that guy. Like, if wow. we could have him or... Guy Guy Fieri? No, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. He, he's he's at least a, a decent guy. Yeah, I'm but, sorry. Yeah, Andrew Zimmer. I'm sorry, fuck Jason. That, fuck that guy. I'm sorry, Jason. Those people don't hate themselves as much as Anthony Bourdain did. <laughs> hey, as a former cook... I have, to, I have to. I have to. You know. Yeah. I, mean, I never did heroin like him, but I'm sorry. Know. I'm sorry. They're so happy with their lives. Yeah. No. And do Guy, Guy Fieri is is great. He's he he does great work. But Andrew Zimmerman, I'll go on record. Fuck that guy. Yeah, but apparently he's still doing okay. He's not yeah. going to do it. You're going to have to tie that noose for him, and make him put a, a a Scooby snack or something for him to run through that noose. I'll I'll figure it out. All right. Well, I, I've read Bourdain's books. 
I've read oh, Gordian's yeah. books and they were good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. But, and I, you know, I, I talked to people who work in kitchens now and like there, there wasn't that much heroin in the kitchens I was working at, but I, dude, I was it's, the, it's the, it's the check. Yeah. The girl did it. I think. So I've not I actually mean, I don't read think the she, book. Is it worth reading? Asia? I don't no, think the, Asia did it. The girl, the, the, whatever the, the, the book, the girl. The, he, no, hold on. Different kitchen, things. kitchen Confidential. Kitchen Confidential is great. It's fantastic. Yeah. I But I think the gal he was with messed him up. Asia? Whatever the Asia girl Argenta? he was Argenta? Yeah, yeah, that girl. No. That, she had the whole thing going on. She had all sorts of drama going on. <sighs> he tried to buy her out of her problems. You're breaking he tried my to heart. Pay, no, so he I tried, have, you he know, everyone money. has like their celebrity crushes. <laughs> I, 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 I have okay. two. One is you, Scarlett Johansson. Right. The second is Asia Argento. Okay, so, so don't and, no, you're breaking. And my again, heart, Dave. you're breaking. I'm, I'm, my talk, heart. I'm talking to your friend. This is a war gaming. No, that's right. I, I love you and Aaron <laughs> together. I love you and Aaron. Um, we do. We do good work. I'm not 100% behind all your choices, so I'm not going to – I don't really care whether you think you're <laughs> solid on that girl or not. <laughs> wow. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what that means. Because didn't – she had all sorts of fucking drama shit going uh, no, on. Yeah, no. I, I don't mean from like a a life partner perspective. Well, okay. I'm sure we're talking just random hookups at the convention. Is that what we're talking about? I don't know. I'm talking bachelor party situations. Yeah, at the, at this stage in our life, Jason, I think most of our conversations are going to be life party. <sighs> You're breaking my That's heart. Fine. That's fine. All right. We should talk so, about war games. So anyway, guys, we're uh, war, Advanced After Combat. We're a podcast about war gaming. That's right. Uh, this podcast right. is brought to Get you by me, Dave, my bromance partner, Jason. Hello. And our guest that we bring on every month. Hey, his Nick. name this time is Nick. Rockstar. Hey, hey guys. So sorry. <laughs> anyway, so that's all well, we're going to talk about oh, that. fuck. Hanging Jesus Christ. Yep. Especially Things when he doesn't agree with there. my What's world up? perspective, because I want to change that. So... We should uh, talk about war games. Yeah. I have one to review. Does anyone Let's else? Do Run in. Do it. Nick, do you want to go first? Go, do you have, do you have something to review? Hey, go, Jay. I will go. I, I got one, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine right now. I think I can. And mine, I think it might be long. Okay. I'll, I'll get into mine. Mine, okay. mine will be short because we talked about it last podcast. Mm. Uh, I'm going to talk about Vietnam. Rumor of war. Designed by uh, Adam Starkweather, published by oh, Compass I, Games. Should I start recording? <laughs> no. I just I started I recording. It. I got it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm getting old. So Starkweather, Compass Games. This was a game when it came when it when it kinda got um, when it got announced. I, I, think, I, I don't think this is going to be a simple review. I think this is going to be a very complicated review. Well, we'll, we'll get into it. I'm about to buy the game now because I just want to argue with you about it. So when it, when, it, when it got announced, I was super excited for it because Starkweather did GTS. I like GTS. There's there's a lot of stuff yep. to like there. Yep. Um, and then I, there were some rumblings around the Korea game that were less than positive. Uh, so I pulled my Vietnam rumor of war pre-order. 
uh, patron saint of the podcast, Arthur, sent me his copy of the game. God bless. Wow. Because he knew that he seems, would never play it. That seems very, that's generous. That's very um, generous other podcast members. God bless. God bless. Wow. So he sent it to me because he knew I would maybe like it more than him. Um, and I, I kind of just much like uh, in country Vietnam, just, just, and uh, no, um, no trumpets, no drums, just kind of consigned it to the, the portion of the Vietnam shelf that was okay. I'll, I'll never really play this because the rules are a mess. I don't want to really fuck see, with it. See, my, my response would have been, it's a free game. I'm making it my game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not how I roll. Yeah. But, but Evan from, from last month, from last podcast, Jason was like, has a little bit of integrity. <laughs> I know. I, I, know. Ooh, I, I, don't, I don't, yeah. Let's, let's not put labels on me. But everyone was like, I, "I'm in, I'm I'm exploring the game. I think there's I think there's something here. Let's let's kind of look at it." So he and I played. Um, we played the test scenario. No, we played the I core scenario. Um, and it was like we talked about last month. Like there's, it, and I core is the area of Vietnam up by the North Vietnamese border, right? Which um, any player of Vietnam 65 to 75. Yeah. No, but I'm yeah. just putting There's I Corps and then two, three, and four. It's like the northernmost area. Of exactly. South it's, it's one, but you say I. The DMZ? Right. Right. Yep. So way and all that shit's up there. Um, and, and so we played it, and it was one of those things where, like, okay, there, there there's a game in here somewhere, but. But let's let's try to find it. Maybe now, what, it's, what maybe it's did, really close. Could you could you detect the ancestor of the game? Like, was it a GTS ancestry, or were the, were the mechanics like? <sighs> could you feel like there was some kind of? You could detect where it came from or where it was before. So I didn't. Because why do we have to reinvent the combat shit every time? I don't. I don't know. Right. I don't like know. I mean, but, we can steal from games. But that's one of the things that I actually like about this game is it. Uh, so, Dave, to answer your question, I think Vietnam 65 to 75 might actually be what this game is kind of trying to get at. And and this series uh, is is trying to be like a playable monster. So it's the... the whatever. I, I can't remember what they call it. Operational something. So it, it's trying to be a playable monster. So Evan and I kind of played the game... And there was enough in there for me to say, okay, let's keep playing this game because it's it's interesting and it's it's on the cusp of being very good, um, but it's it's not quite there. Let's keep playing it and see if we can find it. So we kept playing it. We played the the Tet scenario, um, and and it's. There's, I'll, I'll still say, there's a good game in here somewhere, but it hasn't been developed. Uh, so having, and, and Nick, you know, you can probably attest to this, having an idea for a game is one thing, and then developing that game into something that's actually playable by people who don't know all of the rules that are in your head 
is another thing. And Mitch could attest to that. I. All right. So, so real quick, what, from what's, like the, what, to what's, your the, last... what's the name of it again? Vietnam Rumor of War. So I listened, I actually listened to the podcast that you and Evan talked about this game like maybe a week ago or so. And I feel like what you said right there was basically the same thing you said where yes. the, the groundwork's laid for something that's could be cool or yes. could be really good, but it's just not there. There's something, can you put your finger, Is do you know what's like, what annoys you of what makes it be lacking i mean it's like you that's can a, feel it you know question. it's there yep so there's a there's a there's a few things um and so it's one of those things and and i told evan like he during the the podcast he used the term design for effect and i had never heard that before but i i kind of like okay i i i felt that feeling um and so i could kind of grasp that kind of what he was talking about and 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 that's a lot of what this game is he's trying to show something by the rules but the rules aren't developed out in a way to actually show it yeah because i'm not um, seeing when i look at it, i'm not seeing like combat so, factors on units so I'm that's not seeing like yeah. like like defense fact, like the way we see it in 65 yep. to 75, where it's a more of a traditional game. Sure. Right? So that's one of the things that's actually really interesting about the game is that you have um, the, 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 the counters on the map don't have combat factors. Everybody kind of has a static uh, movement factor. And then to kind of get the, the, results of the combat you draw a, a chit out of a cup for the type of combat you're doing and and combat is a uh, um a segment of the you of movement so you have to spend movement points to, to do combat and and that kind of thing i really like there's there's a lot there that you can play with and, and you can kind of maneuver around the map and and try to get into combats um, that are more effective for you and, and less effective for you. And, you, you know, the, that that kind of thing does is, it, is, is really interesting. Does to me. it have a lot of rules that are like applicable just to Vietnam for this? Because they have other games in the series, right? For like Korea. Yeah. So there's or Korea. does it feel like they just took the system and put it into Vietnam? So each rule book is. Um, there's not a there's not a system rulebook and a and a game rulebook. There's just a game rulebook. So while it's part of a system or a series, it's not that tailored. So it's not GCACW where you have like the series rulebook and then the game. Me. Yeah. So there's stuff in this rulebook that doesn't really apply, and there's obviously stuff that they didn't uh, tailor to this game. Uh, so that's kind of what I'm talking about. So there's a there's a, a really good game in here somewhere, but it needs about a year of development that uh, apparently neither Starkweather nor never Compass gonna nope, never gonna were willing to put into it. Yeah, because either of those. <laughs> like like Evan and I would talk about. Like there's there's a lot in here that's really really cool, um, but no one really looked at it. So even like the scenario design um in the tet scenario there's there's situations the <laughs> there's a lot in this game so 
Each oh. turn is three months. And uh, so in Vietnam, right, in the Victory Games game, each headquarter or each each turn, you kind of say this, these units are doing this mission, right? Which is cool because you can do search and destroy, you can do patrol, you can do, um, yeah, patrol. You can you can do hold, um, but but those turns are much smaller. So here you do search and destroy, but everybody is doing search and destroy. The problem is. The turn is three months. So when you do search and destroy, uh, you can't actually move units. You can only break those, each unit, you can only break down into one battalion. Uh, and those battalions can move and they can kind of do their thing. But then at the end of the turn, the battalions go away and the, the forming units are still there in their original hexes. Um, so they kind of send their guys out on patrols or something? Right, but it's a three-month turn. So you're doing a three-month, but for the entire area of Vietnam, for three months you're doing one search-and-destroy mission per HQ per per unit. And so you the can't... Scale, the scale seems off. It's, it's way off. So you can't actually make headway, because even if your battalions can actually get into... you areas and and defeat units no other units can actually move so it's it's one of those things where you know the, the, there's just something off in the whole system to where if each hq was doing their own mission well yes it would make the game you know each turn would last a lot longer and and it wouldn't be this quote-unquote playable monster that they're trying to get to it would actually feel more right if each HQ was saying, okay, I'm going to do a search and destroy, and now I'm going to go patrol and kind of seize this roadway that this other HQ has captured the roadway for. But for three months, for all of these units in all of Vietnam to be standing still just doesn't feel right. For these HQ missions to to be that um, kind of all-encompassing. Some of them, it does make sense for it. Like if it's an offensive or a general uprising, that makes sense, right? Everybody has yeah. to be involved for all of so, the three months. So so the reviews, I'm looking at BGG, the, one of the reviews is, game has a ton of neat ideas. Unfortunately, it is underdeveloped, under play tested, and the rule book is a mess. Yes. <laughs> I, I put more is that, effort is into that learning this. Yeah, I put yeah. more effort into learning this game than any other. Yep. There's so much promise here. It just does not work on so many levels. The next guy under is Jason. It says, gift from Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It almost sounds painful because it's like you know that there's something enjoyable yeah. there, but you can't get it. Yeah, so... Well, I think the so problem with a game like this is we already know that there's a game that's really good i know so it's like it's like how uh, much work do we put well, into but, one that's gonna like but i'm always i'm always well, interested but in i think finding this, new this games. intrigues me because it's supposed to be playable right that's it, it that's was the supposed idea, to be right? yeah, it's supposed is, to be a playable monster this is not the but designer it's, but it's start with not the designer. so so the idea is um that you know <laughs> i was i was gonna get to it i don't i 
Dave, so I think to your stay point, away. stay away. It's it. If it was with a different publisher, I think it would have been a lot better. If it had been a different designer, it would have been a lot better. There's a good game in here, but it's it is it's a year of development to get that good game out of it. And and Compass and Shark Weather just aren't going to do it. And it's frustrating because. I, there's a lot I like about the game. I like the the way that the combat system so, so kind of works from yeah, a high yeah. level, like the combat so, shits. Yeah, here's another review. This is like not a bad review, but it says, I have been looking forward to this game since Korea Fire and Ice came out. I think the system these games use is worth the effort. The effort? Like, these are games. Okay. With that being said, right. I think that the rules do the job right. they're supposed to, and people interested in the system or topic should give this game a chance. Right. Now, based but, on the history with Starkweather, there's no chance. Right. It's right. done. He's moving on. He's right. moved on to this game. Because, in, because even in the, like, erratic questions, he doesn't really answer them in a way that's thoughtful. It's just kind of like, yeah, I know what's in my head. Let's just move on. Yeah, boys. And, and there's just so like... many better games. Like Silver Bayonet is such a good game. Vietnam, 1965 to 1975, is such a good game. Well, that's, And Dave, that's... you're right. Like, no, go we, ahead, we, go we, could, we could keep going back to that game. But because I'm a consumer, I want to play the new games that are coming out. Like, yeah, let's try hope, this you stuff. You want to hope that it's better. I get it. I get that you hope. But Ralph and I at the con this year aren't going to be playing Vietnam Room of War. We're going to be playing Vietnam 1965-1975 because it I'm, was developed. Like It's it's well thought out. Well, it's, it's, it wouldn't be too hard to take Carp's uh, 65-75 game and make a new game of it and polish it up. Sure. The reason they don't do it is Tweaking ego. a couple things. It's ego. It's ego they, and time. Like, just they, they, fucking they develop ju- the game. They cannot just admit that, hey, Carp made a great game, and we just need to adjust a couple things and play test them. And But there's no designer that will just say, like, hey, I get it that Carp made the perfect Vietnam game. Yeah. I cannot make it better than him, I, but I can refine I, it. I will also say, though, but I feel like that... That that scale that that conflict it, it's difficult to replicate. You can't just paste a series onto it, yeah, because it's you yeah. it's unique enough that, that oh is the, that the problem? The, series the Korea to series that they put on the Vietnam game, but they didn't. It's not a series rulebook. So with right. this game, the rules are just for this game. So I then mean, actually dude, take the time to say like, okay, here's hey, what hey, we're doing. Here's the hey, time scale. Let's hey, not boys, make it three months. Let's l- make let me it one you, month. Let me whatever tell the you, fuck it is. When when you get Vietnam sixty five to seventy five, and if you don't own a copy of it and you're a member of this guild, we, we're gonna fucking throw you out of the building <laughs> and burn your fucking car in the parking lot. The bottom line though is you uh, have to Dave. have the game. The game is a great game. Hey Dave. I, I was reading the rules. I don't today. own a copy. I was, I was drunk on rum. I'm looking right at you. I don't own I'm a looking, copy. I'm looking right at you, Roser. Uh so the bottom line is <laughs> 
<laughs> when you start getting your little guys out there and you have it's fucking your, your little like it's artillery pieces out there you're trying to set up to give fire bases to, to back up your dudes and then you've got your first cab you're like oh thank god i brought the first kevin because they have their own helicopters and their fucking headquarters or yep. air mobile yep. and those guys are thing. racing in and then you start getting to the end of an operational season and you're like oh so who am i going to bring in for this piece like I don't want to stretch it because I want some air mobile because I'm worried that the VC are going to attack me. So, so like, Dave, dude, that's that's like three or four operations that you're doing, right? What if that was game. what if that was one turn and every so all of as the US player, all of your Arvin, all of your rock are doing exactly the same thing that the US Oh, the, so the, are you saying the Arvin are good? They, they can't fight? No, I'm saying it. As, so on one turn, which is three months, as as the U.S. player, you say I have one operation to do. I have one thing I want to do, and that can be search and destroy. That can be hearts and minds. That can be oh, offensive, right? No, I I, I definitely for love three the, months. Yeah, for three months of, the, of game the, time. The detail of, of so the uh, rock aren't doing hearts and minds. They don't give a fuck about that. They're right. they're they're in support role. The Arvin aren't good in I mean, in I mean, this. The, like it, it just the, the the big part for sixty five to seventy five is uh, for hearts and minds is economic aid and not doing right. free fire zones. Right. right, right. So these are the big flippers. But man, it is like like you will fall in and, and you will fall in love with certain divisions in Vietnam <laughs> in this game for unreasonable reasons. Just because like I would love the herd. I'd yeah. love the herd. There were certain like groups that I loved and uh, the one seventy third. Like they were like a, just but because yeah. they somehow when you launch them out in operation, they do really well for you. And you remember those guys. And And so this this is one of those games that it doesn't have the color and the flavor, but sixty five to seventy five. It does give you the heart. Is the fucking absolute, and, and this is one of those games that. Hey, and, and also, Dave, for the record, I don't, I don't own it, but Uncle John does. So when he dies, I go. will inherit. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! You, I will, and I that's only know, like fifteen years away. I, th- I, I think you can get it for about forty-five. <laughs> I don't think I think Victory Games had a pretty good production run. But you should definitely get a the, copy. The, the problem is, though, you got to watch out for those shit copies. That have the uh, some of the like backsides of the counters are printed with different color blue. But some miss pieces. Some of miss. Yeah, but but you'll play it on Vassal anyway, Dude. so it's okay. So this game is one of those but, games but, where, but, but that's where, a weird thing, right, Jason? Where I'm six, so five, glad. Seven, five, you do fall in love with the guys. You do. You do, and it's and it's a it's almost and you a get perfect used game. To them, you get used to them running areas. You're like. First cab is going to nope, handle yep, fort this is your, yep, this uh, is your You hook. guys are going to yep. handle Quantum. Uh, this uh, area, this division is yep. going to handle second. You guys court. know. You, you guys know the. Like this is your fucking responsibility, yep. right? And I don't think any other game does that. And that's what I wanted out of this game, and it, and it doesn't have it. And this this game is one of those. I think games we need to go to Nick say, Carp's house. Are we going to go to Nick Carp's <laughs> house before he dies? Where does Nick Carp live? Where is I don't. It? I don't know. But but this game is one has of those. Has he ever made another game? <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's made a lot of games. No, he this... has made a lot. He's made. Fact, let me finish my thought. Oh, sorry, Jason, finish your thought. This game is one of those games where I think this is why we don't take review copies. 
because I can objectively look at this game while it was a gift. In, you would fall in love with it if it's a I, gift. It, I would be I would be more forgiving, but yeah, because it's a, it's a fucking hot mess. I know. But I look at it and I say, you could be so good, and and I know Adam Starkweather can make good games. We've played one of yep. his good games. We have. And for him to say, I'm just going to make a shit game out of this is just so fucking frustrating. I, I, I feel as if kind of like he makes the game and he's like, I'm done. And he walked and away that's exactly, project. He, he wrote the rules and he kind of walked away. He play tested it two or three times with his son. And it's like, that's not good enough, right? We're paying $80 for this fucking game. Fuck yeah, you that you're game. not going to make a good game out of this. There's yeah. all the, I mean, not to get too deep, but all these fucking guys died. And we're trying to play this out and kind of work through all of this stuff. Oh, not cool, Jason. I wouldn't say and, that. That, that was I know, I know, I know. <laughs> fuck me. Fuck. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. But like, just make a good game. Like, yeah. do the minimum amount of work to do your fucking job. My question, my thought is, why do they put something out that they know is not that they know I is don't know. not right or is not correct know. or I you know. know. Nick, you and I don't care I mean, that much about making money. That. Yeah, right. we care it's, about making. No, it, yeah. it, it, it's Compass Games, right? Compass Games just it's makes games. Like, but fuck, fuck. but they, don't you think just, the consumer figures out that this fucking publisher eventually sucks? they do? But they're, they're, they I think they're guys, and I think people do. I think people know. Sometimes. I think people know. Sometimes. I'm not going to say that my review isn't a Compass game as well. It's, it it's, it's like, I, it's I so can close to being say a I, game. I have not bought a Compass just, game in a while. I'm actually not reviewing a Compass game on this podcast. In solidarity right. with all my partners. Yep. So I'm going to give the game, um, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10 beers. Who, who cares? Because no one's going to play this after this. Wow, harsh. Yeah. Ooh, tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not buying you, it. I will not buy it. <laughs> yeah, don't buy it. I'm not buy it. Do not buy. We put a do not buy warning on it. Right. I feel like there was the same running for the Korea game, though. Oh, no. The Korea game was not a great hit. There was a huge problem, and then he just jumped onto Vietnam. Yeah. It, that. I think they had a big uh, rules just, problem. I, 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 don't I don't know. I don't get it. Don't care. He's right. dead to me. He's dead to me as a designer. Like, <laughs> exactly. like honest, and I don't mean a bad way, but but I guess I do mean in a bad way. But I mean, like, basically, if like I hear he's designed a game, I'm not excited. Checked out. Yep. I'm like, yep. yeah. Why, why would I buy that game? No, he's not one of my guys. So, all right. So, what what do you got next, Hank? What's yep. your, what's your review? Uh, can I hit the head real quick? Mm-hmm. Take a drink. drink. I'm gonna go drink and check my email to see if I've gotten emailed by the uh, the massive boss of, of <laughs> from, automation from, from the crazy boss. Of, yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, I'll be right I, back. I, I love how they tried to hide the email address. That was hilarious. I think I can figure out your email protocol. All right. And not to get all sad, Dad, but like. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I feel like I'm going to give a lot of strong reviews on this podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy. So Jason lit. 
one to ten. <laughs> like like ten lit as fuck. I'm eight. Yeah, I'm like a maybe. I'm. A, I think I'm a five. Probably five or six. I've been okay. I'm uh, I'm I'm writing tomorrow off. Started early, and my wife was right away like, "What time are you podcasting?" Because you're already drinking at one. So she's like, mm-hmm. "Some." So then I feel like, okay, I better regulate. Yes. <laughs> I've been drinking all day. Nice. Yeah, boys, uh, I'm feeling pretty good, and this could be bad because I just said, fuck it, I'm making another white Russian. Mm. Nice. So you guys want me to do a review for my my next one? I can do a review. Sure. Go ahead. So I had gone through my books, and I realized that I had never viewed Labatai Delutsen. And some of you guys are like, yeah, okay, it's like like Lutzen, that's a game that like it's a Labatai game, but it's Moskawa. I've done this one or that one. Um, but honestly, uh Lutzen is actually a pretty good one to get, and it's still available. You can actually buy that there. Um the coolest thing about Lutzen is uh it is a Labatai game, so I would definitely recommend you play it with the regs. And I know we're going to get, we could get in the whole thing about like what rule set or what, but play with the regs. And you definitely want to use Kedging because the allied, basically, the, 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 the explanation of battle is the French. So, of, Dave, Dave, yeah. before you talk about the game, to explain right. the Battle of Lutzen to me because I really don't know anything about it. Yeah. So, I was about to like get into that. So, basically, there's, there, it's, it's in, I think, Prussia and there are, a bunch of different towns that the French have like garrison forces in. And some of them are like really poor quality, like Marie Louise type troops. So they have those striped pants on the counters and these guys are not great troops. And the allies are basically attacking and, but they're attacking kind of in a Shiloh type attack. And so they've got ring, like wings in circles. So their command structure is all fucked up. So that kind of messes up how they attack. The really cool thing about the game is you're dealing with it's kind of a meeting engagement where the allies attack the French. And then meanwhile, French reinforcements are showing up and some of the French reinforcements are really good. So you have a lot of mixed troops. You have like really good French Marines. You have the French Imperial Guard fighting a lot of Labatai battles. Uh, you're going to buy them in the French Imperial Guard sit back and like Napoleon never lets them fight. This is one where they're like, oh, no, fucking French Imperial Guard need to go fight. Get in there. So uh, it's, a, it's a great mix of troops for uh, the allies, a ton of different types of troops that fight. Uh, and then for the French side, obviously, it's cool that the Imperial Guard all the way down to like, like, like pussy recruits who are terrible in combat. So I think it's fun. I think it's a really great game. It's smaller than like it's it's a. It's it's one of the. I think I own this for a while. It's one of the smaller ones, and it's one though you can definitely like put out and play, uh, and and it's self-contained. So the big challenge is kind of running how the uh, allied commands work because they are kind of in a ring as they're attacking, like waves, and uh, you want to definitely be sure that you're allowing kedging during it if you're playing the game and catching is basically where you would explain if a, you, that what, if what a, is that yeah. if the unit's out of command and the leadership comes up you would move the leader way in front and then 
when they get the regroup chit, that command would they be out of command because the leader is so far in front and they would be pulled forward towards the leader until they were in command. So, so the, the term kedging is used in the game. It's a sailing term. And the way the sailing term is basically you would, I think you like throw out your anchor and then you, you log yourself in somewhere and then you pull your ship towards the anchor against the wind. So that's the idea. So I've explained kedging and how kedging works in Levitai. So, but it's a great game. So, so besides the kedging aspect, I think Lutzen is a great game because uh, it really gives you a tremendous uh, spectrum of different forces you can use. Where you have all these, you have Prussians and I think probably Russians, I'm not sure, all the Austrians and a lot of, a lot of allied forces. But the best part is for the French because you have like the, the, your little guys, that, and they literally have their little striped pants. These poor little guys have striped pants. They're terrible fighting. Some of them, I don't even know if they can form square. Uh, but then while they're fighting, you have this giant good force that comes on, like like French Marines, French Imperial Guard. And so it gives a good experience overall battle. And it's not too big. So I think it's it's fightable. So it's Labatai de Lutzen. I think uh, I... It's out there. I think it's, I it, had this for a while. It looked interesting. It was going to be my intro. It, would you it, think it's a good it's starter? A, it's a good starter. I would say, uh, well, I would say the best starter is Moscowa because then you can do Shevardino, which is a good starter uh, for, for Moscowa. I would say if you're going to pick the games, I would say right now Dresden is the one I would maybe not get. And I would get Lutzen before I would get any others because I think Lutzen does have some good starter games for you. Hmm. Lutzen's one you could just set up and play. And Labatai, obviously. Would Jason ever play it at a con? No. Jason's I, never played Labatai. I, I would play it, but it would be down on the list. It, so, Dave, I have a kind of a just, this is a. This one would have to be like one out agua, here because I'm kind of interested. <laughs> Teach me, master. <laughs> but uh, I was listening to some previous podcasts too, and you were talking about BAR. I think it was the one with Samer where he was talking up a BAR game. How similar is? Nope, um, not, a, not I've at all. Never like. looked well set. Is is Labatai even remotely similar? Not not very close. No having, relation. Having played them both, I can say they're not similar. Uh, they have uh, a small similarity based on like the way the the strengths work and the some of the stuff, but I don't think there's that much similarity. They are two distinctly different game systems. That being said, I like BAR. I especially love the American Revolution stuff they have. I love those games, um, but yeah, it's not the same game at all. And you would think you. when you look at the counters, they kind of look the same. Oh, there's three on the side. That, but that's I think no. that's maybe like because I got them. My, at one point in my life, I said I need to own one game from every system so that I can try it and see if I like it. I've since moved on from that point. Yeah, but oh, yeah I, think I don't I think bought, that, uh, that down that way goes, man. That. Now, now you just buy them all. No, no, no. Now just buy every. Game. No, I. I'm right? a systems man. Oh, I thought we agreed. I'm, we bought every game. Okay. All right. <laughs> I buy almost no games. I think the only games I buy are literally from one company. I don't buy other You're games. You're pretty into London Battle, right? 
He's the MMP uh, guy. Well, but they also, but MMP has GCACW, which is my jam. Love oh, that, that is series. that is a fucking jam. GCACW is it's, a fucking jam. It's really That's good. an auto buy for me. Yeah. So. It's it's got OCS, which is always intriguing to me. There's some, yeah. yeah there, even the, some... On, the only games that S that MMP does not make that are that are auto buys are like TCS and the like the SES Third World War one. I'm like, yeah, I bought that. Uh, I pre-ordered that one. Yep, that that one. So that's because Third World War. And I think that's Carl gonna Fung. be a great game. Yeah, I'm Carl Fung on that. Here's the here's the problem with the SES games though that have come out recently is they're too. There's way too much like open ground for what that series should be with uh, like the exploit and how easy it is. Uncle John and I Mario from Panzer Battles. No, 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 no. Don't like it. If well, I'm I, thought, play I, thought, game I thought the and, advantage of SES was it's just dumb and fun. It is, but it, those are too wide open. I mean, it's too swirling. You can move so far and do so many things. I'd rather play OCS where... Yeah, but maybe, but maybe for Warsaw Pack, that's not as as big a deal. I would say. Oh, I th I think I think Carl's game is going to be good. That that interests me a lot. Well, that's the only that's the only and SCS is the is it simple combat system? Is that what SCS stands for? Uh, uh, standard. Standard. standard combat. <laughs> well, we might say simple. All right, so yeah, so for SCS, but, but it it's is, the only one I'm into. It, that was. Yeah, and some guys love SCS. It's Africa. still solid. Yeah, uh, uh, Africa Two is great SCS yeah. game. I don't keep coming back and to so it, but it's, it's solid. They there are some gems. One, the game that got me into gaming was the Mighty Endeavor, the first edition. Right. It sold me. Yeah, but then, but I don't think that game's been. I don't think reviews on that game have been great. And then, and then didn't they have uh, It Never Snows? Wasn't that the other one that was a problem? Uh, yeah, that one Garden. created a lot of issues. Yeah, so yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's a system it that's was, had mixed reviews. Yeah, that's fair. I think if, if they do it right to contain situation and they can control the variables, it's fine. But yeah, when so you that, get into so, something like... So besides uh, Nick trying to hijack my recommendation, I would say... If you're gonna buy one and you get Labatai <laughs> Lutzen, get it because it's a it's a quick, fun game. You can pick up the regs on Labatai.us, and uh, you can get the the regs uh, exceptions for it. And if you have questions, hit me up because now apparently I've become like the fucking regs expert on BGG because dudes fucking like geek me like, all the time. Like, hey, I'm in this situation. I'm like, I'm not the guy that they're paying to do the regs rules. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I guess that sounds good to me. I said by reading, so I'll pull out the rules. I'm like, I'm like, well, I've had two gin and tonics, but I think by reading the rules, that looks like that's a valid move. <laughs> so do that or whatever. But uh, Lutzen is good. Get it really good and because eventually these games it's an older game it's not going to be around but if you can grab it it's a great game to kind of play with and have fun because for the french it's really rare in a battle to be able to fight with the imperial guard so it's kind of cool in lutzen that the imperial guard is readily available and those fucking old guard units can go in and just crush it especially when the the allies have been used to beating up on your little pussy louis, louis marie's guys with the striped panties so 
<laughs> what do you give it? Fun uh, beers. Oh, uh, beers? Well, shit, for me, it's hard to tell. So I'm going to do a normal, uh, I'll say seven. Uh, what type is, of beer? It's like seven lights. Seven milli lights. Not seven. Bush, bush, bush lights or Newcastles? No, we do seven milli lights. Well, Newcastles probably the same thing. So, um, and yeah, it's just great. I think. So I, I also when I met up with Hollywood Mike, we played Battle for Stalingrad. So that was fun. That's a so solid game. That's fun. And I was drinking Bud Light out there, and uh, <laughs> dude, Hell that's yeah. basically fucking water. That's right. Yeah. They, they're Rice serving water. Out, out of the bar we were at. This is the kind of bar we were in. Uh, they were serving Bud Light in metal can- bottles. In the metal bottle? Like, uh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> I don't drink a lot of Bud Light. That's full time. Oh, so they, no, it's they the metal ser- bottles. So they were serving beer in a can? No, it's the aluminum metal bottles. Bottle. It was the metal bottle. Oh, well, there's certain bars around here that they only serve in aluminum cans because they had too many incidents with the glass. Oh, I know. I understand that. Mike, Mike and I also had a waitress that we felt was physiologically clearly an android, a pleasure Ooh. android. She was a pleasure Ooh. android. Ooh. I mean, she was like physically impossible. And I guess we could take a picture of her, but that would have been weird. So we didn't, but we admired it from a distance. <laughs> But it's yeah, like Mike was a great dude. Like this is a typical guy, is, right? Is his hair as long as I want it to be? Oh yeah, no, his hair is long. Good, good. Uh, he looks like a, uh, I would say a cross here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna compliment him. He's a cross between the dude and yep, I'm on board. Snake Plissken. Okay. Oh, perfect. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's how I cross this. Yeah. I want to marry that man. Right. So he's not like he's not a hippie, but he, but yeah, I think yeah. I think Mike could handle himself. I can, uh, I can imagine. I, so Mike I, and I, I want a picture I, the, kind of like a Lemmy ish. I like him. The most upsetting thing for me moving is that Mike and I finally found each other, and I'm fucking moving. Like it's, <laughs> I, I'm fucking really upset yeah. about the whole thing. Because yeah. having met him, he's a great dude, and. Uh, yeah, we would have been great friends, but we'll still be great friends. He'll just have to come out to Missouri for us to hand or to the conference. Just do it all. So, yeah. but it's just it was getting to me that it's taken me this long to find a guy who <clears throat> would really be a guy who I could like game with. Uh, but yeah, great guy, super dude, absolutely the best. But yeah, I would say, I say like that. It. Snake Plissken crosses <laughs> the dude. I love it. Nick, what do you got for us? All right, gentlemen. I am uh, going to do a game called The War for the Union. This is a this. strategic American Civil War game. Uh, Are you deliberately picking a bad originally game? A... No. I just played it. I don't know if it's good or bad yet. You're, we're, we'll find out by the end of the review, huh? <laughs> so this is a clash of arms game it was originally printed from what i can understand in 1992 uh, oh, i've, seen, I've seen the series it. yeah these this is an old series compass reprinted it in 2018 so there was a time where i had played uh the u.s civil war which is a gmt game and guys there's going to be a lot of parallels and a lot of 
pros and cons comparatively to that game that I'm going to make. But I told Katie, so this was technically a gift, but now that she's combining her bank account with mine, it's no longer a gift. So I basically paid for it at the time. And did she buy this for you? Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, I consider I bought it for myself then, you know. But uh, so this is so, so this is a clash of arms games. So or is it, it combat game? It's a, it's a clash of arms original game. They remade it for a second edition. Let me give you a quick overview, and then uh, I want to break it down into some things that I really like about it, some things I don't like about it, and then we'll kind of talk about where it fits in the niche of like American strategic civil war games so and and just so you guys get a feel for this game when i look at in-depth reviews hot reviews the last review was uh 11 years ago for this game so this is where you we're bringing you guys hot takes (laughs) hot takes hey and that's kind of why it's to be honest like when you guys told me hey let's play or let's get on the podcast i was like well shit I don't want to just do a review. I think last time I didn't even have a review ready, so I did a shared review. Well, I, well, I think the map, the uh, map actually, the, I think the map actually looks pretty nice. So I'm interested to see. Not this oh, look all bad. So the com- the components are fantastic. So in scale, like Dave, if you and I have played, uh, we actually played face to face the U.S. Civil War from oh, yeah. GMT. Yeah, I, cr- Jason, I, cr- I crush you. you. I crush you in that game. Yeah. Okay. You're over. Ex- you're overextending <laughs> how much you crushed me. By the way, <laughs> you didn't fucking crush me. <laughs> I was doing just fine, and I was so hungover, it was unbelievable. And you didn't help me set the game oh, up. It's so, so good. So, shut up. It's so good. I love it. I never get tired of it. We should. I'll I'll play it again with you if you want. Don't be angry. Don't be angry. <laughs> but, just because I crush you. Do do your view. Keep going. Your your wife at this point would say, "Do your view." Keep going. All right. So here's. Don't let Dave distract. So what we're looking at. We'll quit talking then. So we're strategic level civil war, right? Uh, One thing that I will say is I don't like that this map doesn't go west of Fayetteville, Arkansas. Mm, It kind of cuts you off there. The GMT map takes you out a couple hexes, which is kind of nice because it gives you a little bit more room to maneuver. You can kind of come around certain areas. You can do certain things. In I guess game, was that ever that area ever really used that much in in the TUSC game? Uh, yeah, that's how I attacked and mm. took like Little Rock. Okay, once or twice coming through that pass. So they decided to cut off the, the far west. They, they're like, no far west. Yeah, they basically say it doesn't matter. Is, is kind of what they're doing here. But it, the the strength points, so your counters are going to be strength points, and these are going to be like troops that you have. One strength point equals roughly 5,000 fighting men. The d- big difference here is going to be in the uh, War for the Union. Now, Nick, you the, have the version infantry. of the game, hold on, the version of the game you're talking about, when was this game made? 2018. This is the Compass version. So this is the new. We're talking new. Okay, good. Oh, this is this is the Primo, the new one. The, the components <laughs> that you Primo. got, like a Union General with like the fucking Suaves charging. Oh, it's great. 
if you look at the cover of the box. Yeah, I'm, I'm just admiring the map. The map looks good. Uh, you actually commented on a Facebook post I put in the panic room, and you said those look like uh, labyrinth walls or something. Oh, no, yeah. There, there's too much honeycombs in the <laughs> mountains. Like, the, why are the Appalachians covered in honeycomb? Yeah, so it's tough there. Right. So one thing, we're, we're doing general overview here. So one strength point equals 5,000 fighting men. Big difference between this and the U.S. Civil War is that uh, cavalry have their own counters here. So in the U.S. Civil War, you have cavalry leaders that can lead any SPs and do their thing with them. Here, you have actual units that are cavalry units that do their own thing. Um, the most important thing, and this is inherent to the game system, this is also hugely annoying but kind of cool i don't know how i feel about it is that every counter ranges in quality from militia to volunteer to regular to veteran so every quality has an inherent morale that basically becomes a dial modifier during combat so like a militia is a zero rate um i think veterans are like a two rated uh so when you go into combat you add these modifiers based on who the leaders are moving them in, what's the quality of the units, you can do good things. And the, and the game does this by letting the Confederates start off with mostly volunteer units that are a one-rated morale unit. The unions start out with militia, which are all zero-rated units. So they're inherently at a disadvantage in any battle in like 1861 so the idea is that the basic southerner is better at fighting than, than the basic northerner i guess is the the premise yeah this right. is what it's saying i'm not opposing it i just am triggered out. nope not triggered i think it's accurate i think southerners are better than northerners but whatever wow. so wow before, still true before still we true wow. all right california so dave <laughs> Dave, I'm going to talk about the thing that annoys me the most about this game. AJ39, we, we still agree. AJ39. <laughs> so one interesting thing, and this is still the general overview, is leaders in this system are individually represented, and you get a lot more of them than you get in something like the U.S. Civil War from GMT. So each leader has three ratings. The first one is always going to be a command rating. Can I is... can I point out one of my first problems with the map? Basically, go for it. Go for um, it. Does anyone notice that Delaware looks grotesquely out of shape? Delaware is I mean, like I'll... Delaware is like. Uh, about two hexes too large i mean it looks like <laughs> it looks like a bloated lady trying to to it, it looks like a pregnant nine months pregnant lady i don't think that's the actual shape of delaware in our country <laughs> like can we acknowledge the size of delaware i've like, never been to the state i've never been delaware there, looks so like there's an test. alien that's about to be born out of delaware or if we just let it sit for a couple turns and and what what is the the big thing coming out of is is, is these just to make hexes work like oh god let me look where, where the, are you looking where are you i'm looking at the mapping right like like south of baltimore where's the area there's 
what is that like a giant clitoris dropping down from like i'm concerned about <laughs> maryland maryland has been grotesquely uh like that is I not how maryland looks i would i I'm would sorry. guess it's to make the map work for the for the system dave i don't know I mean, I wasn't involved in the thing of it. I mean, but, I mean uh, can we that agree that Maryland guess. does not look anything like that? <laughs> like, yeah, I've, and I would agree. They they force you to set shit up in there, which is annoying to me because it's like, what the fuck am I going to do with anything that's out on a peninsula in Maryland? Well, it's one thing that hexes, but just for the drawing purposes, like, like Jason, what do you think? Like, like you and like, I'm not an expert on what the, the area looks like, but I'm like right away, it was like. I don't think Maryland looks, so looks like that. It's uh, it's almost the same size as New Jersey. That is not the way I think the states actually look. One of my comments I was going to make at the end That's of this, strange. but I'll make it right now because you're bringing it up, is that like, I think the map for the uh, the U.S. of War, the GMT game, does a better job. Good. The map yeah. is better for that game. And Do we need all this stuff maybe, in the West if... If if you're gonna disfigure, like the the uh, the places that matter, the West. What what see see? I'm a very West pro Western guy, and I think the West is a lot more important than people give it credit for. I think maybe because that's where my reading has been catered to recently. But uh, like the stuff that happened out there, like Wilson's Creek, Pea Ridge, Prairie Grove. I mean. Even you're looking at uh, stuff that happens out in some of the Indian territories. I mean, those are still, those maybe not so much, but those were very important early battles. And I feel like they need to be properly represented. You need to have the space to maneuver and do the things that an army could do. Even if you don't fight there, be able to maneuver a little bit relative to your supply points. And that's, this game does some interesting things with the supply, but. So back yeah, to the yeah, leaders. you guys keep going. Uh, I'm I'm focused on the giant shape of Maryland. I'll I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna ramble here a little bit because sure. I think Get one it. of the big things that people people have problems with the GMT, the U.S. Civil War, and also uh, the old Victory Games game that that kind of came from, which was called the civil war i i believe own it uncle john does so obviously i'll inherit when so. he dies um but in those games i think people were a little bit annoyed with how rigid the leaders were like you're on a schedule right they exactly. get removed from the map they get promoted they they do certain things no matter what um so he yeah so no matter what so if you're playing the south you really don't have any schedule for removals or anything. Um, the union leaders and the rules say in order to reflect the political situation in the North, they're a little bit scripted, but not nearly as much as they are in that game. So here you can have a lot of different generals doing different things. And the other big difference is you don't have generals coming in at certain ranks. So, you get a bunch of generals that you're allowed to work with. So if I'm the South in 1862, I probably have Bragg, Kirby Smith, Beauregard, um, Johnston, Johnson, and you can flip these guys over and you can 
make them army commanders. So some of them are bad as army commanders, but that's your choice as the player. You can do what you want. All right, I, I figured out my problem. I, I, I didn't calculate it in Delaware. Delaware is part of that state also. So that's it. So the east part of that oh, big, big gas bag is Delaware. <laughs> so what, another big difference is each game turn is one month. So you play every single month in this game, and it's classic I go, you go. Everything uses a D10, and there are a shitload of charts. So I'm going to do this quick, and I'm going to try to skim it because you guys don't want to hear about the sequence of play, but you have to kind of know it uh, we to might get like the analysis. It. We might like it. I think I don't underestimate us. I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention. So I've, I've literally got it in front of me. I'm just going to try to skim it. So the sequence of play is this. You have monthly turns. Every turn you have a monthly mutual interface. I'm not going to list off everything you do, but there's like certain things that you do on certain months. So for instance, like the reinforcement phase happens every month. You look so, at the reinforcement so, sheet so, so, and those Nick, guys come in. Nick, the game that this is obviously going to stand up against is the U.S. of War by Jim T. Right? 100%. 100%. So, That's so, what I'm going to compare everything right, to. Right. So, so can we cut to that? Can we just get to what's the comparison? Like, what, what, what's, which one does something better? Which is something worse? I mean, oh, like, why would you play this game over the U.S. Civil War? Oh, I can cut straight to the analysis if you want. Yeah, do that. Like, tell us, why would you play this game? Like, if, if you already had the U.S. Civil War by GMT, which is a good game. Why would you play this game over that game? Like if you were on the number one currently right. recording war game podcast, or number number two, let's not get caught. Are we number two? two. So we're number two. So let's uh, half squad. So let's caveat this with: Fair. I've not played the full scenario, and I've right. played everything solo. But but, but what Sam, I have done is I've played. So but I've you're a civil war guy. Missouri you kind of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is this is my shit. This is my jam. This is right in my wheelhouse. This is the stuff I like. Yeah, so so basically, um, like like Nick, like the typical long ride truck driver, who is our that's our our goal. That's our target our bread audience. and butter. That's our bread and butter. Uh, who who when he was he that's, loved. Uh, that's why I was going to go for the white, long he, review. <laughs> yeah, he he loved White Snake. He loved all those bands. He loved all the hair bands, and now he's driving a truck <laughs> across the country. He wants to know, when I finally lay down in, in a trailer with my lady, who I love, should I play the U.S. Civil War, or should I play this game? And why not? I'm going to tell you right now. Good. So there's a couple, there's a couple things. First thing I need to say, though, is that I have not played the full campaign of the war for the union. So this is, that's a caveat. And he I'm doesn't care. So he doesn't care about that. Okay. Well, here we go. I don't love it, but I sure as God don't hate it either. Okay. It's not the highest praise I've ever given to a game, but, uh, first of all, the game engine is a problem for me. It's an, I go, you go system with a fucking ton of different phases and subsegments. So like every month you're doing something different. It's 
too cumbersome. It takes a long time to sit there and read the rules. On your turn, you can literally move every single one of the units that you are able to move, which makes it hard to enjoy solo because you know when you go to play the opposite side on the next turn, you're just going to counter that, right? All right. Like there, the there's, US, no, there's no doubt about who can move or who can't move, right, like rolls. Right. Or, so the U.S. Civil War has like the activation system where each player rolls a dice and then like you can kind of get maybe like a slight OCS double turn kind of thing going in the U.S. Civil War which is great for solo play and it adds like that little bit of tension here. There's literally none of that. I, I, I struggled <laughs> to figure out how, how do I strategically like, so the scenario that I want to talk about is the Tennessee 1862. So I set up all the union troops are like in St. Louis, Cairo, Cincinnati, Louisville, Indianapolis. And you've got to get all your troops down to either be like under Grant or Buell or some Halleck maybe and do something. And I just, I couldn't figure it out because I can't play against myself in that fashion of I'm going to move the cavalry here to cut the rail line, then get here. Right, because you, the you activations, the yeah, you need another player. You have to have another player. I think in order to enjoy this game, the way that it's supposed to be played and enjoyed, you have to have another player. It, it felt underwhelming to me, and the rules as written are just brutal. They suck. I mean, everything's in paragraph form. The sequence of play is in the rules is like okay that so they say that you do the mutual interface then you do like the normal turn sequence of play and then the rules are set up in that sequence so they're not good to reference it's like okay in this phase what am i doing you have to find it in that phase it's not like ocs where it says or scs or any other game that i love that says Here's the sequence of play, but here's the rest of the rules, and you can go reference them as you need to. So, so Nick, uh, cut to the chase. Basically, if you could play this game or Victory Games or whatever GMTs, the T T U S C W, which one like, would you play? Oh, if you're just looking to play a good Civil War strategic game, easily the u.s civil war by gmt now is there any situation where you would want to play this game as opposed to that game if you really love the subject matter and you want to get deep and there's this game gets more into the weeds there you're gonna do you're gonna be doing things like cutting rail lines you're gonna have a lot more leaders to like have access <laughs> to I think the better game, though, like from the standpoint of, okay, let's play a game and just play a game and have fun. What's the fun level? GMT's The U.S. Civil War is leaps and bounds better than what I experienced in this. And sure. like I said, but this, it's nice. this, this but is it, playing solo. And it's this not is playing it's, solo. And it's not an ugly game. I mean, it's a nice game. It looks good. What I will say, 
some of the things I do like is that it's got scenarios for like one year. So you can play 1862 Tennessee one year. You can play 1864 Tennessee one year. Here's the rules. There's a bunch of optional rules. I think they do a good job with the uh, – there's like some like designer notes at the back of the thing that kind of – talk about the game and stuff from like the first edition to the second edition. I think if you're into American civil war strategic level stuff, or you're just a civil war guy, right? I would pick it up because I think it's Dave, like you're the type of guy. I, I know you're an ACW guy. Oh yeah. No. I, 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 like I, the, think, I like the stars and bars flags on the maps. Sorry folks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what I will say is that I think if you and I played this, I would enjoy the game a lot more. I think if if I continue to play it solo, but it might it's be more of a small. It, it might be me. it might be more of a small scenario game. I, I like the I like where you're talking about it, where they have the different scenarios. Maybe that's what more it's at. I think I think for T T U S C W, that's like a big scope. Like this is the strat game we're gonna play. This one seems the like problem, the scenarios might play pretty well. So can I talk about some of the major problems with the yearly scenarios? Yeah, so do that. But I'm also interested. I'm interested if there's any overflow. Have you ever played any of the uh, COA more strategic or more tactical ACW games, like Army of the Heartland no. or any of those? Because when I see them, I'm no, always like tempted. And I'm like, eh, but like basically no one's playing those games. So I'm like, oh. I mean, that's my, my instant reaction is like, why would I get that shit? And I've, I've looked at those. I mean, I look at them that and interests me. They're always out there and I'm like, Jesus, should I buy that? Is that something I would like? Is that my Labatai for ACW? You know, but so here's the problem if I have, and this is, so I'm playing this analog, right? This is just shit that's literally set up in front of me. And one of the big parts of this game is during this mutual monthly interphase, once a year, you literally have to flip every unit on the fucking board to the next higher level. So I have to go through every single stack and say, okay, if you're a militia, you're going to become a volunteer. If you're a volunteer, you become a veteran. And I have to find change for that with what the game gives me. That is a pain in the fucking ass. And that takes forever. That's crazy. And it and it's annoying. I understand what it's modeling and what it's trying to do, but it just it just annoys me. And it's like, okay, if we're playing online, no problem. That's a great thing to do. Because then, you know, you can keep units back and have them come in later in the war and they're veterans and they've never seen combat, which I don't know if that feels right. That's a yeah. little game. Uh, basically that's a deal killer. That's done. No one's, no one's yeah. playing a game like that. That's and it. It's, and, and, but I, I here's, mean, the, here's the thing I'm going to throw out there. That's awesome that you were willing to try a game like that. Like this, this feels like an SPI game from like 20, yeah. 30 years yeah. ago. This this game is going to be at my, least 50, 50 BJ. I mean, this is. I'll be honest. Well, well. I'll be honest. I mean, this Dave, game is. I want it. <laughs> I it, it and and it 
feels old. There's nothing new. It's down in the weeds. The charts are old. Like it's a fucking D10. I hate D10s yeah, to the start whole, with. The whole game feels like a drag. And then, but it's, but it's like, good okay, to explore, so. right? Because we've seen games that we thought were like, eh, like again, Vietnam sixty-five seventy-five, designed a long time ago. Uh, to taller Krieg. Some there was a lot of there was not a lot of love for Tutelar Creek, and then we started right. getting really into it in our guild, and then suddenly Tutelar Creek became big, Dicensor became big. Um, some of these games have kind of petered out. Oh, I, I feel like oh, for mine. Dave, I have to. I have a star next to something, so I made talking points. Okay, I made a little spreadsheet. Do it. I have to talk <laughs> about yeah. this. This do is it. the it. biggest fucking annoyance. Do not ever do this in a game. So, okay. What this game does is if you have, like, so it models the, like, river combat and, like, the sea combat and stuff. Like, like, monitors but, and, like, river monitors and right, and right, 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 right. So, like, you can have batteries. The, the sea combat's fine. It's perfectly fine. There's nothing, like, hard about it. I don't know if I feel that it feels right, but here's what I don't like. So here's, there is nothing on the charts for, and you get like fucking eight charts. There's a shit ton of charts. But uh, here's what it says for the damage factors for ships. If you get hit by a cannon, lose 20% of movement points if damage level one. Lose 40% of movement points if damage level two. Like, I am not going to sit there with a calculator right. and figure out what my 20% movement points of 25 well, movement points is. Well, somebody's never played in our Federation Empire games, so, because there's <laughs> a lot of calculators going yeah. out. Oh, hell no. So one of the big things in the combat phase in this system is if you don't have leaders, you take fractions of your strength. But that's annoying to me. I'd rather them just be like, bring half your strength rounded up or something yeah, I but mean, it's like the, no. the, the obvious if you question elite... when you look at the game is why would i play this as opposed to playing the u.s civil war right. a gmt game that has a huge background history it's a redone victory games game backed by one of the largest companies in wargaming and like the you... only reason you would play this game and enjoy it is probably to try to fix it and make it more fun. Yeah, I mean, and maybe try to be comparable. Like, it's, like, like it's, 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 it's on like, Jason's level review. I, I don't, oh, I don't dude. hate it, but there's so much, there's stuff there, but it's not the U.S. Civil War is so much better. better. Yeah. Let's see. I don't know if that guy exists. Okay, so uh, I like the review. I'm hoping the beers are low. Like how, yeah, stars and beers. We're doing beers and stuff. Oh, it's like boy. stars oh, and boy. bars, beers, stars and beers, stars and bars. Stars, I would probably give it. There are short scenarios that are somewhat like they're interesting to figure out and play, and I think that's a little bit of a saving grace. So I'm going to give it a five, five to six. Nice. I think if you played it opposed. It could be more fun. I think a six, maybe a seven, if you really like 
hammered it down with somebody that you could play it with. But how's the combat? Is Beers the combat is pretty is, low. Is, is the combat just CRT based? Yeah, it's CRT, but it's yeah. got modifiers galore. But all right, uh, all right so what about beers? The beers? Dude, this is this is like yeah, we're doing stars and beers, page, baby. Stars and beers. It, it's a fifty-page rule book. Mm. That's where it kills me. Oof. I wow. spent so much time with my nose in the rule book. It was brutal. And, so, so I know Jason had talked about this on a previous podcast. What do you think uh, Compass is selling this retail for? <laughs> because I know Compass, I'm going to say $85. Give me a guess, Dave. Uh, oh, I'm guessing. Uh, I'm going to guess over 95 So Dave hits it. Pretty close. Ninety three dollars. You know why? You know why? You know why? I, I, I looked at this shitty map and I thought they're gonna think this is like fucking grid quality. They have to charge up, up charges. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Guess remember when games on... were like forty five dollars or yeah, okay, fifty five dollars? Okay. Jason, don't say remember so, when. So hold on. The... So so guess what it is on NWS? Fifty four. God, it's good. Fifty-three. Wow, jeez, <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. I'm gonna treat myself to another. So, drink. okay, if you really like like American Civil War strategic level, and you want to fuck around with like a one-year scenario, why? Why would you have do it? Don't a do lot it. of? I guess that right. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's. I'll be honest. Honest. I wouldn't buy the game. No. I wouldn't buy the game. It's not that good. Yeah. The U.S. Civil War from nope. GMT is everything good. better, cleaner, and in, more fun. In, in, okay, let's be honest. Who the fuck is going to play this game with you? you know, right. Like, Every, everyone nobody. just – like uh, in the game. Like if you right? want to play – Every the, month if, almost someone's saying, let's play the U.S. Civil War. Yeah, like, if you want to play the U.S. Civil War, just play this some, US you can find War. someone to play that. Like no one is playing this fucking game with you. Who asked for this game? That's you're, the, playing, you're playing basically $100 plus shipping to get the game, and wow. no one's going to fucking play it. Thank oh. God my beautiful bride got it from NWS, and who, I, I know what I paid for. Who, who, who made this fucking game? Uh, so the That's game it. We're going after this. Now we're going after the designers. Rob Bama. Bama. What I will say is, before I started playing it, I looked on Consum World. He is very good about answering rules questions. I think so. He's active. I just think it's the design feels so dated. It is literally something that does not hold up against. It's competitors that are developed and done well. And yeah. bottom line, bottom line, the U.S. Civil War, that game brings tension to every turn because you have an opposed direction. Okay, so here, here's a little bit about him. So just for the record. So he's a competitive war gamer. Here's, here's the game. What, is, he's what does that won. mean? What he's, does that mean? He, he's won games at the World Board Gaming oh, Championship. Ugh. He he won seventeen seventy six in eighteen ninety eight. He won the Battle of Bulge in two thousand two. He won Russia besieged like he won Avalon Hills Waterloo, which my dad played. These guys are fucking idiots. Wait, and, are you talking about the designer of this game? Yeah. 
Uh, Robert Bema. Oh, so he's totally uninspired, and he, he's just, he he's just a Waterloo. war gamer. He's actually bragging about winning these fucking. Is this on his BGG? Yeah, like yeah, thing. Oh yeah. fuck, man! So top games: War Without Mercy. We we Guns won August, like. War remember when we wore all those accolades so, for best war game podcast? Oh God. So so remember when uh, Jason talked about not buying a certain game? I'm probably gonna throw the stamp of. Don't buy this game. That's a good stamp. I, I think we need that the stamp. War for the Union. I just don't buy it. I think that that's it. You know what? It just and Dave said it multiple times, and I think I have too, Jason. Like, if you don't get excited to come back to the table, why do you fucking do it? You don't do it just to do. Why suffer through it? In this game, uh, I felt like every turn was a little bit of suffering because I had to look things up constantly and they're not well the played out. And it's, it's like, it's a fucking the, hobby. The game's a, it's a fucking yeah, hobby. Like, it was work for me and it, it became is, work. Yeah, and I, I didn't, I, but, but you know what? I'm glad I did it because no, if it, I knew if, I was going to be, on. if it, if it's a drag, it, stop it doing it. It yeah. sucks. It I, sucks. Great. All right, boys. That's good. I think we yeah, like I think I think we definitely bear it down on that one. That guy's a fucking not our kind of guy. Um, I, I, I I I I empathize with that. Like sometimes you want to dig deeper when it's it feels like it's close, but then once you kind of break through that crust oh, of oh. there's really nothing here, or it's just the, it's just the inherent mark. problem it's with the to, game. It's time to hang the inherent problem with the game is it's it's I go you go. And there's yeah. no, right. there's I, no I, sense I, of like, yeah, uh, where's, there's no where's the fog of war? Yeah. And, and Nick, yeah. I think this is one of those where if you'd actually met the designer after a little bit, you would have been like, yeah, I don't want to play this game ever. But because you don't mean well, I'm not a good judge of character. Well, I'm not, well, no, I'm not a, a good judge no, of I'm character. Saying he's an East Coast guy because he's East Coast. You don't, you can't meet him. So you would know. But like. The more we start, you realize about like, I hate everybody if they're not from the Midwest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good. Thing. Fair. So, Jason, you have reviews. Or are you good? I did Vietnam did yours? War. Yeah. Nick, you did yours. Good. I did mine. Are we done, boys? Let's, I do let's have be a, done. I do have a question for oh, you, though. What? Unless, unless Jason's ready to be done. No, no, let's, no. I'm, I'm good. I was going to ask you uh, what you guys plan on playing at the con. If I I'm, plan on playing. Oh, nice. so I'm, I'm doing Axis Empires because I'm continuing our ongoing online Axis Empires to get into the real battles. You doing that the whole con? No, it's my major. Nice. It's probably my big boy. Uh, Ralph and I are playing Vietnam. Speaking speak of the devil, we're playing. Uh, yeah, so. Actually, Ooh. next next Sunday we're gonna play Masher White Wing for a couple of weeks, uh, and then we're gonna play something smaller. Yeah, work out the rules. Make sure you guys agree right. on the rules. Yep, and then yep. we'll just kind of hit it hard for the con. I like uh, that. Uh, Mitch and I are gonna play City of Confusion. And, I, and if Axis Empires is slow, I'd be happy to float in sure. a little bit yeah. of Vietnam sixty five to seventy five action. Yeah. Yep. Fuck yeah. <laughs> or just run shit. Get into if it. You want to, if you want to run a fucking zone, I'll do that. Um, and Does, uh, it, go ahead. No, you're. 
I was going to say, Mitch and I are going to play City of Confusion, a a, a Vietnam game from High Flying Dice, which I was lukewarm on. I I think Opposed might have some more stuff to play with. Uh, And then Hollywood Mike and I are going to play Front Toward Enemy. Nice. Yeah. So all Vietnam. So, okay. Okay. Dave, 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 Dave. I do have a question for you. You both have played Front Toward Enemy, right? Mm -hmm. Jason, you have to? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. I know Dave gave a review a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago probably, that was a review that was a review before it had actually been played. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, we played it after. We played it. It's great. What scenario did you guys play? Because I think my opinion is going to be contrary to yours. We played the – did we do the village attack? I think we did the the two village attack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the first scenario. So a lot of people are I, playing the first scenario. I felt the like first the scenario. Intro, sucks. I, Uncle John and yeah. I played it, and we. No. Uncle John and I played it, and we were like, "Like what the hell?" He played the villagers, like in the village that are supposed to like. I don't know what they're supposed to do, but. Was that the, fr- the, the intro that scenario? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. So and it was brutal. The, I think it's scenario three or four. The search and destroy is actually really, really good. That's what the airdrops and everything. Yeah. Does, that lifts, yeah, that's the way to go. You got two villages you have to drop between. Yeah. I think we ended up, he ended up being like, fuck this game. I'll never play this again. Because <laughs> I was like dropping artillery on him and shit. And... That's yeah, right. with the, with the two village I, one, I don't even know if the VC can be bad. I mean, like, like whichever way you go, you don't know where the other guy's going to go. So, like, it's like I didn't feel like any of the deployments I did as VC were bad. I think I was I was VC for that one, right, Jason? No, uh, I think I was. Okay, I oh, can't remember. What no, we did. I think I was done all. Well, I think we played before. All right. Well, no, that's good. All right, boys. Well, I'm going to bed. How we doing? <laughs> I like it. All right. That's fair. We going sleepy Peace time? Peace be the journey. All right. All right. Let me stop my recording. Thanks, guys. Thanks yeah, for thank you. Me. Thanks for coming. Right, Good night, guys. All right. Visit us at http colon slash slash boardgamegeek.com slash build slash one six six zero or contact us at advance after combat at gmail.com. Yeah, don't bother recording because Nick has not figured out how to fucking use Mumble yet. <laughs> Jason, you there? Jesus Christ. No, I'm not going to hop on. Nobody tells me to hop on. How's that? Hmm. Good. <sighs> I, I, th- the same thing with Greyhawk. Every time I switch my device, you have to reset the yeah, default. Yeah, it's fucking pain in the ass. Meanwhile, we got dipshit in here who swore <laughs> that he had it fucking squared away. I see his lips turning red. I know, but it's fucking not <laughs> from at all.
It's a good thing we send out that prep well, email. Well, let's see. Nick, is your fucking microphone off? Um, <sighs> I clear. Clearly, you didn't fucking go through and configure your shit like we told you to. Preferences, go check your preferences through Mumble. Uh, make sure the push to talk set. Oh, this should be this should be good. Audio wizards, all we ask for. Ha, ha, ha.